to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Alrighty, everyone. I'm not ready. Just hang on tight there. Everyone, just some. You guys, like, I'll go get a cup of coffee or something, and like, reconvene here in about five minutes. You think that would be good? No. Okay. All right. Let me dot my eyes, cross my T's, and we are ready. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It's going to be a great night. As discombobulated as I am, is that a word? Discombobulated. What is that word? What is the correct way to say that word? Inquiring minds want to know. All right. So if you would like to call in to the Speakeasy Cafe tonight, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right. Back on track. Just a reminder, we have started a new Poetry for Prizes event, and I will be going over the details of that during our workshop portion of the show, which will be coming up quickly. But first, we have some stuff to go over. So while we're doing this, make sure you're getting your pens and pencils and notebooks and journals and all that good stuff out so that uh, you'll be ready for the workshop. I want to take a moment, a very important moment, discombobulated. Thank you, Martha. (laughs) I want to take a moment and thank our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped cover a portion of our broadcasting fees for this year. Very excited about you guys. We could not do this without the help, each and every single one of you. You know, what you were able to contribute was just amazing. It helped out so much, and I think that you really need to be deserved and recognized because we could not be here anymore. We would not be here anymore were it not the help of our, with the help of our sponsors. So, you guys, make sure, seriously, make sure you take a moment. If you appreciate the community, the friends you've made here, if you appreciate what you hear, what you're able to read, all of that stuff, Shoot one of these people. Shoot them all a message. Just let let them know how much you appreciate them supporting the community like this because, seriously, we wouldn't be here without their help. So very important that they are recognized. Our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors are Annabella Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Miss, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Chrissa Jopek, and T.S. Elliott, who happens to be Chrissa Jopek's dog. We have Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shevsick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. Thank you, guys. appreciate you all so much. I also want to take a very special moment and say a special thank you to those of you that made anonymous donations to the show in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kayes, 
Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Awesome gesture, you guys. Appreciate you so much. All right, so you know what time it is? Oh, come on. You guys got to know. <laughs> it is time for inspiration from the inkwell. I have somewhere. Oh, there we go. There's my drum roll. Okay, ready? Here we are. So cheesy. Inspiration from the Inkwell, your mini workshop. Have to have your pens and papers ready because we are going to get started here. As I go through this, guys, if you happen to miss something or I get you all discombobulated, <laughs> my face does not want to say, I'm taking my hands and like trying to move my lips. My face does not want to say that word. Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, if you miss anything, you can come back and listen to the podcast in our archives. Also, keep in mind, that's a really good point, our archives, because we have 16 years worth of shows in our in our archives. So if you're sitting there one night and you can't think of anything to write, and it's like, oh, I don't want to just pop over, open up one of the episodes, listen to the first 15 minutes, and you'll have something that's going to grab you and you're going to be off and running. So great tool to utilize all of the uh, inspiration that's been shared. I bit my tongue again. That's been shared over the years. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to jump right in and start off by giving you this week's poetry prompts. Now, as I go through through these, keep in mind that when I give these out, it's like blowing onto dandelion fluff, blowing on it and sending it out onto the wind. Don't know where they will land, and though they all start off as the exact same seed, we never know what they're going to grow into. Each is going to be uniquely different, and I think that's one of the coolest things, one of the things that excites me, excites me the most about sharing inspiration, sharing prompts and all of that, because all of you are going to do something crazy different with it. And it's really fun for me to see what comes back and see the different takes you take on, you do, you write on things. And so, yeah. Awesome, cool. So as we go through these, remember poetry prompts, they are meant to grow into poems. You can use them as the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of the poem. But beyond that, just go wild with them. Have fun. So let's get started. Number one. Oh, and I always forget. I need to put that in my notes so I remember. These prompts the last few months have been coming from, like, you guys, I need help. I seriously need help. I'm trying to talk, but I'm freezing cold, and I've got my electric blanket in here, and I'm running over it with my office chair. Christ almighty, all right, I'm good. All right, so as I go through these, I want to appreciate you and thank you and, and all that other stuff that I'm doing for the prompts that you've been giving us each week. For the last couple of months, I've been posting on my page right before the show asking for title prompts from you, the community, and I choose from those. Bring them in, been using them, and they have been fun and amazing and awesome. So thank you guys. So these prompts I'm giving you tonight are from you guys, the community. So we have number one, in the brain's darkest shadows. In the brain's 
darkest shadows. Number two, what's left behind. What's left behind. Number three, undertones. Undertones. Number four, the one they called foundling. The one they called foundling. Number five, the man with the wooden tooth. The man with the wooden tooth. Number six, daymares. Daymares, kind of like the opposite of nightmares. Seven, what was is no more. What was is no more. Number eight, shopping for personality. Shopping for personality. Nine, found in the pocket. Found in the pocket. Ten, unlocked cages. Cages. Number 11, the leaf's final turning. The leaf's final turning. Number 12, beyond voice. Beyond voice. Number 13, broken pieces of clay broken pieces of clay and number 14 and I kept reading this one I was like that's like really odd but the more I read it the more I really liked it <laughs> so number 14 fish known as brother fish could actually be the first line of a haiku I wonder how many of those would count out that way curious and my contribution for this week Number 15, today I'm writing a different kind of poem. Today I'm writing a different kind of poem. All right, there you have it. Remember, you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match them and use any of them that you want in any order that you want, or you can get real froggy. Uh, last week's thing was frogs. You get real froggy and use all of the lines in one poem, which would be really hard to do were it not for my contribution at the very end, which was today I'm writing a different kind of poem, and then you could just make it all kinds of nonsensical because who's going to know that the, the title would have you covered. So that might be kind of fun this week, using that as your title and using all the other ones to try to work into a poem. Yep, that's, my, that's my mini challenge to you guys. But before you sit down, this is important to remember, before you sit down and you write to any of these prompts I've given you, and in fact, that inspires you to sit down and write, I want you to think about what we're going to be doing next, which is our pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Now, this exercise is to help you get out of the habit of jumping to the first thing you think of when you hear something that inspires you, like word association, October, pumpkin, summer, beach ball. Oh, that was kind of weird. But you don't, you get the idea, right? To get you past those things that you have instant recall on and look deeper, look in between the lines, look sideways, shake the rug out, stir the coffee, chase the chickens, whatever you want to use here than what you would normally grab a hold of and start writing and write a different kind of poem. You know, everybody hears the word October and writes a poem about something orange. What if you write about 
like spy espionage in October, like that Hunt for Red October movie. That would be different. That would stand out, right? You guys know the movie I'm talking about. The only show I've ever seen Sean Connery handsome in. Okay, so pick apart a right pick apart a prompt writing exercise. What I want you to do to start this is with your list of prompts that I gave you, I want you to take the first prompt and write it on the top of a journal page. Then I want you to before you sit down and write a poem to it, I want you to write at least six different ideas for poems you could write to it. So we had our first one, which was in the brain's darkest shadows. So instead of writing a poem to that, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to think of all the different ideas I have where I could use that as a title in it or a line in it or the subject of. So I'm going to have six different ideas for that one prompt. And then I'm going to go to number two, number three, number four, all the way down to the bottom until you have at least six different ideas for poems for each of the prompts that you were given tonight. Okay. So have fun with that. You won't get through it, I promise, without something grabbing a hold of you. And it's going to be something really different and really cool. And uh, I would love to hear it when that happens. So next we're going to go over your poetry assignment. Now, this poetry assignment is going to be an ongoing project for a bit. For the months of September and October, I will be giving you a haiku subject prompt for your writing pleasure each week on the show. After the show, I will create a pinned post on my Facebook page with the week's new prompt. So you can jump over there and grab it and put your poems all over them. We'll get some more of that in just a minute. But anyway, when when I post this and or when when this, you're working on these, I don't want you to take it seriously, which sounds kind of silly, you know, because haikus are deeply profound. But I don't want that to be what you're sitting there doing is trying to think of something, you know, amazingly profound. Now, though it most assuredly could, this assignment is not necessarily meant to produce great poems. Rather, the purpose of this is to have a great time playing with words and subject ideas. So while you write these, don't overthink it. Laugh, get silly, have fun making haiku messy with your muses. For example, last week's topic was frogs. And Dave Kuhn and I got into a uh, haiku collaboration collaboration, um, where we were bouncing haikus back and forth between each other. And it was really cool. I don't know if I have any of those. I don't know if I have that pulled up or not. Um, so I'm going to read a couple of these for you because it's just too fun. And you'll see what I mean. I mean, this is posted on my public page. Everybody can see this, right? I'm supposed to be a serious poet. And here I am writing gibberish. But it was so fun, and you're meant to do that, and it's important to do that. Anyway, so we had, oh, these are so fun. Anyway, so Dave wrote a poem, Dave Kuhn wrote a poem that said, Frog in the water, waiting for lunch to be served. The wait may be long. 
And I'm going to read these back and forth, Hodge, so you can figure out who wrote one. So he wrote that. My reply to him was, what does Frog order? And how does DoorDash find him? Bet it shoe fly pie. Uber Eats was late. Kermit doesn't hesitate. Worms are good food, too. Robins are pissed. That rude frog stole their lunch. They shit on his head. Ribbit looked around, saw a slingshot on the ground. Birds don't fly no more. Boy shouts, my slingshot shoots an acorn at the frog's head. Splash, bad shot. Boy gets frustrated, drops the slingshot on the ground. Sister picks it up. Frog tries to kiss girl. She pings him with a pebble. Guess it's true. Love hurts. Frog cries a sad song as girl skips quickly away. Frog limps, wounded knee. Frog had sunset turning the pond pink. He just wants to croak. And you know how I talk about these are not meant to produce great works? A couple of those to me were kind of fun. But as I was writing for them, I wrote this one on there and posted it this week. I actually wrote it on the page um, in reply to something, again, uh, Dave Kuhn had posted so on a different thread. But it was um, Frog and Whippoorwill Sing for Tiny Things Dancing Beneath the Willow. Now, I really like that one. If I were to create a haiku book, that one would probably go in it because I think it's really cute. Now, did I start off to write that? No. It was a progression of inspiration, free writing, and having fun and and making messy and having silly word doodles with writing these haikus. And out of that, progressively, and I really, really like it. So... You know, there's a method to my madness having you guys do these things. So that is up there. So I want you to know, too, now, the, any of the weeks you want to go back, we're going to do this for Oct- uh, September and October. So we're going to have a bunch of these. So you're going to be able to go back and check the other ones. But each week you're going to be getting a new one, which is for this week, your haiku subject prompt is we folk or little folk. Tiny folk, like, you know, such as fairies, goblins, brownies, owls, leprechauns, sprites, imps, trolls, any of these little critters, as long as they are from olden lore of we folk, or better known as folklore. So any of those little little nibbins uh, from folklore, dragons, whatever, that has to be the subject of your haiku. Now, I didn't want to make it just fairies or just goblins or anything like that. I just want you to have fun with creatures of folklore. So that is your subject prompt for this month, this uh, week. Creatures from folklore is your subject prompt for your haikus. So there you go. I watch for, uh, after the show, watch on my page, and I will be posting it. But what, but what, what, wait, what? There's more? Really? Gasp. Now I remember, (laughs) I mentioned earlier that I would be going over our Poetry for Prizes event. Well, it just so happens that it doubles up with your weekly poetry assignment. 
Now, there's only one way to enter this Poetry for Prizes drawing, and that is to add your haiku poem to the prompt post I put up each week on my Facebook page. So to clarify, the only entry qualifier, the only way to enter the drawing is to post your haiku prompts haiku poem on the weekly haiku, haiku prompt post posted on my Facebook page. And if anybody can call back and read that to me three times really fast, you get so many cool points. So don't when you post your haikus, don't post them on your page and tag me. I won't get them. They will not count. Don't post them directly on my page. They will not count. They have to be posted on the haiku prompt post on my page. It will be pinned to the top. So when you go to my page, it's the very first thing you will see. And just go ahead and pop your haiku up on there and have some fun. Remember, you can write as many haiku poems as you want. Like how many did uh, Dave Kuhn and I go back and forth on there? Each one of those counts as a drawing, an entry into the drawing. So you can write as many haiku poems as you want a week. Every time you write one and post it, your name gets put into the drawing again and again and again and again. So write lots of them. We, we, had, we had, you know, things where people were dipping their toes in the water. I didn't get the response that I, I know we are going to do so much better this week, right? Now, I give really cool prizes. You guys just don't know. It is worth the time. And even if you don't write haiku poems, suck it up, buttercup. Do it. Just go have some fun. Don't do the things you always do all the time. Do different things. Even if you don't like them, it only hurts the first time, right? Go explore. Have fun. Poke things with a stick. If you don't write haiku poems, then that's altogether the biggest reason why you should come do this. So watch for the post. Post your, prompt or your poem on my prompt, and that will get you entered in the drawing. And remember, you can go back to past weeks, so any any prompt post for the haikus that's on my page in the month of September, October, you can go right to it. Like in eight weeks from now, you can jump back and go to the frogs that we gave out last week, post a couple frog haikus, and at the end of the contest, I'm going to tally everything up. So anything that's posted on those anytime during the next two months will count as an uh, entry drawing. Okay, your name into the entry. So once again, this... This week's haiku prompt is we folk. Fairies, goblins, brownies, elves, leprechauns, sprites, hobgoblins, trolls, pixies, imps, gremlins, gnomes, uh, dragons, skinwalkers. I don't know. Think of some of the the, 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 the mean things in folklore. Because Halloween's coming up. You could have a whole bunch of, start now and have a whole bunch of creepy haikus for Halloween this year. <laughs> so anything, it can be any of those creatures along that line, as long as they are little and from folklore, that is your subject prompt for your haikus for this week. Remember, get those in. They're all entry drawings. All right, we're going to go ahead and finish up here. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. 
feed your brains. You are what you eat. That applies to what you put in your head as well. All right. You know, it's really funny. As many years as I've been saying that, if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. Andy used to host Reverse for us, our classic poetry open mic, and he did that for three years and never once on any of the shows did he ever get that right. I'm going to start quizzing you guys. That's going to be your one a flash quiz on what you've what you've been listening to. Oh, that just kind of makes me feel like a god. Whoa, get your pens. No, no pens. Number two, lead pencils out and your notepad. We have a pop quiz. So at any time during the show, I'm going to ask one of you to repeat what I'm saying right now. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. If you get it right, something cool could happen. If you get it wrong, I'm going to be hurt to my core and probably kick kittens and just go off the deep end. So, yeah. One of you guys one of you guys are going to get that quiz. As our writer's discipline, and I do say writer's discipline, and I would have thought about taking this out at one point, but I'm not going to because it's important. You know, it's one thing to put on your pretty little beret and pour yourself a glass of wine and sit in the dark by an open window with candlelight, you know, talking into the wind and, you know, being all finger-snapping and writing your cool poems, man. It's another thing doing the things that you have to do to grow as a writer, doing the things that may not always be comfortable, doing the things that, you know, aren't sexy and don't get posted on Facebook for likes. You are a writer, but you are not as good a writer as you could be. I don't care who you are. I mean, I would go up and tell that to Billy Collins' face after I, like, groveled his feet at his amazingness. But when you stop learning, that's sad. Think about where you are writing right now. And that's the best you're ever going to be. How sad would that be? No, you want to grow and expand. All right? So we have to do things and make them a habit so that they are going to feed that creative side of us. You know, you don't want the, the adult brain totally outshining and smothering and killing the inner child of your musy brain. So you have to do things. You have to make yourself do things every single – it's like getting up and taking your medicine in the morning. This is, your, this is your creative medicine. This is what's going to keep you a healthy writer. It's what's going to keep that thing that you all pretend exists, but it really doesn't. Writers block away from you. All right? So your writer's discipline. Every day, I want you to write a haiku poem. Haiku poem. And yes, again, with the haikus, I'm sorry. Everybody should have a habit of doing this. Number one, it's just a good writing habit. Number, um, There's a thousand different reasons, but I'm going to give you one, right? It really makes you think about sentence structure. So maybe you're not, you don't like haikus. You're not a great haiku writer. One, one a day is not going to hurt you. I'm asking for 17 syllables of your day. One of the amazing things that this does, as I said, is help you think about sentence structure. It makes you take a sentence or a paragraph or a whole poem and absolutely condense it down to the atoms in its marrow. 
to be able to say what you want to say shrunken down and condensed into that tiny little package that helps you become a better writer because if I were to take anyone's poem here, including my own, especially my own, I am the worst offender, and start crossing out irrelevant words, crossing out words that are simply filler, crossing out words that deter from or overshadow or are just fluff. They're filler words. They have no purpose being there. And I start crossing all of those out. What you're going to be left with is the core of that sentence. And you'll be able to reconstruct it without all the garbage in there that's distracting them from the poem. Probably do a workshop on that too. If any of you guys want to do a workshop with me, I do a workshop that you help me with it. Please send me a message. I'm probably going to do some of these over the winter. Because I, I just feel like I don't, you guys are supposed to be reading and I get so excited about this stuff and it's important. You know, these, these lessons, these things we have to do to become the amazing writers we can all be. Grow into who we are supposed to be. Grow into our voice. We should always endeavor to grow into our voices and push our voices, challenge them. So anyway, haiku poem. Go out every single day and write a haiku poem, three lines with a 575 syllable count. Now, we did get some entries into the haiku contest, by the way. There are two different haikus on there. There's a 353 on the syllable count, three lines, and 575, which is a standard American haiku, three, uh, 575 syllable count on those three lines. So they have to fit into that perimeter. It has to be one of those two. So... If you post a poem on there, get over there, make sure your syllable count is right, and get them reposted underneath them or whatever, uh, or rewrite another one, or just have fun and do what you want, because I'm not the boss of you. You do you. <laughs> anyway, so you know, give yourself those 17 syllables. Stop during the day. Stop the A, B, rush, rush, rush. Oh, my freaking God, I got my head so far up someone else's butt, I can't see the light of day because I'm just so focused on everything I'm supposed to do. Stop. Give yourself 17 syllables of sanity. And then get back to all your BS. Blah, 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 blah. All the things you'd have to do. Find your 17 syllables every single day and get them written down. If it isn't perfect when you write them down, you can go back and fix them later or not. But the point is to get them down. All right? So... To close this out, I'm going to run through the prompts for this week again very quickly. So they are, number one, in the brain's darkest shadows. Two, what's left behind. Three, undertones. Four, the one called foundling. Number five, that's five syllables, so that could be a haiku. You know, it's okay, I'm going to, I have to stop there because it makes me, I, I really enjoy the haiku form. And for one of the reasons is I am, I am horrible at run-on sentences and getting kind of flowery and stuff. And so I like to break things down. When I'm writing a poem, I'll do it and break a sentence down like I'm trying to write a haiku and find all the, the fluff and fillers and get those out of there. Um, but it makes me wonder, since that I do enjoy that so much, if I went through the stuff that I wrote, how many of my lines would either be five or a seven-syllable count in my poems? I'm curious. Inquiring minds want to know. All right, so anyway, the one called foundling. 
Number five, the man with the wooden tooth. Six, daymares. Seven, what was is no more. Number eight, shopping for personality. Number nine, found, I can't, I can't. Somebody next week remind me, remind me what I was thinking about when I gave the prompt shopping for personality because I can't because that will influence what you're going to write and I don't want to do that, but I can do it next week. Somebody asked me, what were you thinking about when you said shopping for personality last week? All right. Nine, found in the pocket. Ten, unlocked cages. Eleven, the leaf's final turning. I like that one. Twelve, beyond voice. Thirteen, broken pieces of clay. Thank you, Amanda. Fourteen, fish known as brother, and my contribution for this week. Today, I'm writing a different kind of poem. Today, I'm writing a different kind of poem. And the challenge was to use that as a title and then use every single prompt that I just gave you in the poem and make it work. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's addition to inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archive and start, stop, write down anything that you missed. Okay, so I am going to play an audio recording next. We always start and end every episode with an audio recording from one of you, the poets. So if you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can do that by emailing it to me at the, T-H-E, the, the speaky, easy cafe at gmail.com or send me the MP3 file through Facebook Messenger and I will get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece I'm going to play tonight is by someone who is very, very dear to all of us and that's Miss Debbie Kelly. And Debbie was there in the absolute conception. I mean, we might as well be lesbian mommies on this show because she was there at the, at the, at the very beginning of this. And it were, if it were not for this young lady's amazing dedication to you guys and commitment and belief in what we were doing. I mean, she spent night after night, nights where she never even went to sleep helping me get this show started, computer work, setting up networks, doing all kinds of stuff. She's incredible, and I love her and appreciate her so much. And her kitty died today, and I saw that, and it made me really sad because I remember conversations about the kitty. And it made me think about Debbie, and I just love her so much. And she, you know, she's kind of a behind-the-scenes person now because she doesn't have a a functioning way to get into the show at the moment. But she's always here. Every single day she's always here with us, and I just want her to know that I appreciate her. So I'm going to start the show off tonight with a piece by her, and this is the second poem she ever read on the Speakeasy Cafe, and it's called Slamming Down on My City. Here you go. Hi, Debbie. Hi. So excited that you called in. Why are you so excited? Because I know what you're going to read tonight. Oh, God. And and you sit right in here with these boys. No, 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 no. So, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, just, uh, don't. This is my silly girl coming up here to the stage to take the mic and slam one down for you boys. <laughs> All right, now, okay, now I really am nervous. 
Thanks, Oh, you no, know. you're not, baby girl. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am proud of this poem. I love this poem that you wrote. Well, thank you, sweetie. You're welcome. This is called Flaming Down on My City. It says, my city is bleeding, needing, dying, babies crying as bullets go flying past my windowsill. Do you think the violence ever will stop hating, blazing, skating through our lives? Wake up, city of brotherly love. Do you need a shove, a hit? Don't spit on my streets. Liberty Bell is going through hell, dwelling, yelling, swelling from pain. Stand up and be heard against the germ, the virus. Infecting our city, this plague not pretty. Love your neighbor as yourselves. Put your guns up on the shelf. Take pride within yourselves and help us live again. The end. <laughs> I can't breathe. The whole time I was reading that, I was like... <sighs> I just thought you were trying to be sultry, you know, like this. <laughs> no, I'm actually trying to breathe. Oh, God. That was great. That was Miss Debbie Kelly slamming down on my city. Amazing piece by her. Send her a message, you know, Debbie Kelly on uh, Facebook. You know, send her a message. Tell her hello. Let her know we remember she's out there dealing with things right now. All right. So what comes next? It's time. It's time for the poet. Shut up, you guys. Stop. There you go. Okay. So anyway. If you'd like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your area code. When I bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. You are literally, virtually, verbally publishing your poem right now. We have 16 years worth of archives. How many poems do you think are on there? It would really suck if someone came back and heard your poem and thought it was amazing and didn't know it was you reading. So always make sure you introduce yourself. Even if I say your name, introduce yourself. You can read, um, right now you can read two poems. If the lines get too busy and I need to cut that back later, I will let you know. I'm sorry if that happens on your turn, but right now you are good to go on two poems. When you're done reading, be sure to give out your URL. Real important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. Find people who you can inspire and are inspired by. Remember that we have a mature rating. You guys know where that line is. Don't cross it. No bumping body parts. No tab A into slot B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. You're bound to hear about just about anything here tonight. So I want to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of have an idea where you are. And I'm actually going to give the first four. We have 702-903 and 216. Those are our first callers, first uh, three callers for the, for the night. I'm um, looking down. We have everybody's good. Everybody's in the lineup. You guys are awesome. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and grab our first caller. Area code 702. Miss Nyla. Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist. So happy to be here. <laughs> 
I am happy to have you here. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing extra great because I'm on the Speakeasy Cafe. And you made it on first. Yeah, well, I figured out the formula, so it's not surprising anymore. Wait. Why am I in trouble? Huh? Why am I in trouble? Oh, you're in big trouble. Oh, I'm in big trouble in Little China. But we'll oh, talk no. about that later. <laughs> it's good trouble. It's good big trouble. All right. So okay. I have a request. But I'll, I'll uh, ask it after, before I get off the air. These are uh, a tad longish, so I want to get right into them. Um, so this first piece is a poem that was written way back MySpace days. And um, when I brought it on, I think it was one of the shows where I thought you were going to be here, but you weren't here. So, and I already had it queued up, and I was I was on. So, um, so I wanted to bring it back so that you. You know, could, you you keep bringing that up, and it just makes me feel so guilty that I wasn't here. <laughs> no, not at all. Not like, at all. I, yeah, I, I this was, is what uh, you missed when you were out having a life. Now, next time you just keep your ass in the chair, make me a pot pie, and get that show on the air. No, you couldn't be more wrong because <laughs> it worked out, it worked out know, great because, because this piece, when I released it after 17 years of, uh, what, since, what, since I wrote it, um, the response I got across three platforms was overwhelmingly people wanted a sequel. They wanted to know what happened to Lindsay. So I kind of felt like I had to write that, and I wanted to. <laughs> so I finally wrote it a couple of days ago. And I figured I would bring this piece back so that you could hear it firsthand live uh, and read the sequel just after it. So this piece is called Hey, Lindsay Girl. Hey there, Lindsay Girl. Can you come outside to play? I still have the marble you gave to me. We'll go ghost knocking until we're out of breath. It doesn't matter. If your eyes can't see, let's laugh as old man Orville tries hard to sell his wrecks disguised as used cars. Then we'll sneak into the old abandoned church where the bums sleep and pray real hard. I'll hold your fragile little hands, my sweet, guide you right across the interstate. We'll pick blackberries, eat them till we're sick. And climb the locked cemetery gate. Let's visit your folks in their hallowed abode. I'll give you a moment or two alone. Then I'll walk you back to the orphanage. You know that place we both call home. It's midnight now, Lindsay. The spiders are awake. I've never been this close to bliss. I can't forget your sightless, tearless eyes as you gave me my first little kiss. We've got just one more night together, girl. Let's rip this selfish town apart. We'll play an inning of mailbox baseball after we steal one of Orville's cars. You can't drive. You can drive. Don't worry. I'll be your eyes. Just keep your foot 
close to the break. Drive to the hills so we can dance beneath the pines while the cold moon sings, for goodness sake. Your new family will be here come the morning. I hope they love every path you tread. Don't cry for me, baby. I'll miss you like hell. Looks like I'll be an orphan till the day I'm dead. Look me up someday and please write. But you never did, did you? Hey, Lindsay girl, I stole a car the other day because it reminded me of that crazy time with you so long ago. Filled my belly with a thousand blackberries. Said hello to your parents' graves in the snow. Thirty years have passed. Thought you'd look me up. I hope the years have been kind to you. Believe it or not, I'm still here in this fucking place. Mopping the floors and cleaning up the school. And peace. I love that piece so much. I hadn't had a chance to listen to it earlier, as you know, but I listened to it right before the show, and I was really excited when you said you were going to read that tonight. I absolutely love it. Thank you, Nyla. And uh, the thing is, is that you talk about we talk about inspiration coming from so many places. Well, you can be inspired by something that you wrote 20 years ago. I wrote that way back then. I had actually forgotten about that one because it wasn't one I had read a lot on the air back back in the day. Um, but as I rediscovered it and represented it, um, along with the requests, uh, because everybody wanted to know why Lindsay never called him, um, it ignited that fire, you know, and it made me realize I had, there's more of the story to tell. <clears throat> so with that notion... We move to the sequel. Never before read or presented or posted. This is a speakeasy exclusive. This is called Hey Davy Boy. Hey there, Davy Boy. I miss you so much. Can't believe it's been 30 years. I remember all those times just like yesterday. My sightless eyes weep so many tears. I remember old Oroville and the junkers on his lot. We used to laugh at his crazy deals. My hand always felt so good inside of yours. I waited to give you a kiss for you to steal. Remember picking blackberries together all the time? You made sure I never caught a thorn. Crossing the covered bridge to the old graveyard where you gave me ample time to mourn. You always made your blind girl feel so pretty, though all of the other orphans incessantly teased. I want you to know how special you made me feel, just how much that meant to me. Remember when those people adopted me? I'll never forget your face as we drove away. But Davy, these folks are not nice at all. I've been a prisoner since that fateful day. Mr. Jack Beck makes me work so hard on the farm. Miss Lydia gives me chores to do all day. For 30 long years, I've been a slave to their whims, unbeaten 
when they don't like what I say. When I turned 16, he came into my room, tried to take what I wouldn't give. I clawed his face in the dead of the night. He beat me bloody, but never tried it again. They keep me in the basement, chained to a wall, and burn every letter to you that I write. I want you to know that my heart still aches for you. I dream of your face every single night. I know you must hate me and think I've forgotten you, but all I can do is curl up and cry, for I know that you will never, ever find me here in this vile place where I know I will die. I'm sick with some kind of lingering pain, and these monsters won't help me get well. I close my eyes, think of blackberries in you, while I wither away slowly in this hell. I will bury these words in the hard dirt of the fields. I hope someday you find my lost letters. I'm getting older. My time is running out. Oh, Davy boy, I need you to make things all better. Please find me. Davy, please. Oh, my God, he's coming. Save me. And peace. Dang. Damn it. You thought Blueberry had a hard time. I I think that she was be- was better left alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, um I realized upon finishing that piece that I would have to write at least one more. Yeah. So that's the only clue. You can't I'm leave her. Now. You can't leave her there. Well, Old blind gonna... girl that drove the car. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say it was gonna. Things were were gonna end sweetly. I just said there's gonna be another piece. But they might. Okay. <laughs> you never know. Um, you know, I'm going to see if I can find this real quick because I have to share it. There is a poem that I wrote that I think was, I wrote it to your doppelganger, but the, the sentiment is there if I can find it very quickly. Tell people how to find you while I look for it. All right. Well, I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist. On Facebook, I have my regular profile, Jimmy Ray Davis, and my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Did you find it, Nyla? Um, Let's see. Um, it's awesome because it's a haiku. Of course it's a haiku. Of course, you're the haiku queen. I'm really not, but maybe, kind of, sort of. Kind of, I I think so. Maybe self-proclaimed, but... um, So... But, you know, Nyla, the thing is, is that, you know, with a piece like that, you get into the emotion of it, and what I like about something like that, there are fanciful elements, but... Also, I think just about every part of that could really happen. 
And I think that's how you make the connections. That's how, um, and I've done that with several pieces lately where people will connect with part or a phrase or um, an idea or a nuance within the poem. And that is most exciting for me because I think that's kind of partly, at least in my case, what I try to do. Well, I can't find this. I know you were stalling for me, and I appreciate and love you so much. <laughs> um, I can't find it, but I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it on my page. All right, and I'll tag you in it, or I'll tell you that it's there because I'm not sure if I can tag you or not. But I'm going to post it on there, and then um, I want you to know that that this is written. This is written for. Um, in defense of blueberry, you'll understand. What, you'll under this will all make sense later, but not right now. That's too soon. I, 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 okay. I mean, I, I really <laughs> do think that you have to just let blueberry rest. But I get it. I do. That was a really that was an emotional moment for you. I understand that. Um, <laughs> Poor but, blueberry. Uh, I will never get over blueberry. I'll never let her just rest. She's got to come back as a, like a. a Hostess fruit pie or something. <laughs> Good God, yeah, that's better. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, uh, and oh, neither okay. real quick before I go. Um, the MP3. I, I actually was trying to, and I'm going to get those to you, but I, I wasn't able to locate them early enough. But I want to get you cigar stand and uh, Cheryl Madrid next. So you have, just so you have in your vaults the Wildwood characters, um, just for whenever. So those would be yes, your you way. know I want those. I know you do. All right, Nyla, I love you. Thank you so much. Let's keep the show rolling. I want to hear that gentleman from West Tennessee and Jessica Brooks and Lola and everybody else coming up. Rich, Eric Shellman. Awesome. We've got a big one for the night. <laughs> the All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, All right, Nyla, take care. I think he's on yet. All right, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, right, Jimmy. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I will never let Blueberry rest. Ever. Ever. Okay, next caller. Area code, yeah, it's going to be area code 903, and then Mama at 216. You will be the third caller. All right, let's go ahead and grab 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shulman, the word monster. <laughs> How are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing good. Another day. I uh, got back from that uh, facility. I got my first COVID swab. Got a got a negative, but I got the flu. And uh, then I got another COVID swab coming on Monday, and hopefully I'll be back at work. And then I got a few other things that are kind of gross, so I'm not going to say I'm on the, uh, I got some medical issues, so. But. Nothing too bad. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's pretty much what I got going on. I finished my epic saga poem. It's a real <laughs> challenge. It's like almost 13 pages. I was going to see if I could read as long as I can, and then you'd cut me off if I go too far, and then I won't read the second one. Is that cool? That's cool. And then I could read the next. Then I could read the next if I get there i mean if like next next time i can read the next part all right 
Yeah. So this is made up the hang, hero's name. Hang on a name. second. I'm, oh, go I set my time. I'm setting my timer. Yeah, if you would, that'd be awesome. Because I'm not going to know. I'm not going to be able to look at. I'm not going to look at the clock. I can't look at the clock and read at the same time. That's my first time reading it. So hopefully I don't mess it up. And it was cooler the past two days. So that definitely helps. Thank you, Mother Nature. You know. So. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so here we go. This is uh, Ursa Luke of Merc Search Saga. Uh, this is by Eric Shellman, the word monster. Rawr. All right. <laughs> Voidless and formless bodies spontaneously become voids and forms from nothingness to somethingness in which sparked everything into existence and allowed evolution to come to pass in times of night errantry magic mythical beasts of old your folklore gods and goddesses mankind's kings and queens high fantasy adventures once there was a great and mighty gargantuan warrior half-breed ogre and troll whose name was Ursuluk of Mercerk who was half green and half black wore leather armor and had spiked armor bronze armor sorry and had Spiked arms, bronze armor, who carried a broadsword, a battle hill axe, and a maul, which were all made by his father, grandfather, and great-grandfather, trolls whom all enchanted and engraved, each one with their magic, wizardry, and sorcery, which, oh, sorry, making each one always hit their destination, especially adversaries always slaying them with one, two, or three hits. He carried three uprooted trees and three stone-tipped javelins, which were enchanted and engraved by his mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother, Ogaresses, to do the same and always pierce their adversary's heart and kill with one piercing and with their witchcraft. Each one taught him how to make each weapon that he carries and how to use it in battle, melee, especially against one-on-one adversaries and multiple ones against himself. They taught him how to do their magic, witchcraft, wizardry, and sorcery. He learned each race's supreme gods and goddesses, their names and temples, their powers, prayers, and praises. Gods were magis, wizards, sorcerers, and warriors, creators of everything and resided in heaven. Goddesses were warrioresses, witches, and high priestess who resided in heaven. He read and learned each race's origin stories, histories, wars, and their languages. Summoned and seanced his great-grandmother, great-grandfather, grandmother, grandfather, mother and father's souls from their afterlifes and were forever by his side, whom were invisible to everyone else but himself whom helped fought with him in battle, traveled desolate desert tundras, populated lands, plateaus, and grasslands alike, far and wide, local and foreign, for this errand or that, for this and that, somebody or nobody special, done and completed for gold, silver, precious metals, and his freedoms not to have to bow down to anyone or anything. Freed every slave enslaved people's, of all races, killed their masters for them along the way. Some joined his causes, 
while others turned against him and joined his adversary's side. Remaining ones neither joined his causes nor joined forces with the evil ones. They said it wasn't their fight either way and not worth it. Assassinated evil queens, evil, sorry, evil kings, queens, princess, princesses, supposed to be princes, sorry, assassinated evil kings, queens, princes, princesses of all races and other rulers, learned evil men, women, children, disguised adversaries or employees, wiles by being ensnared and captured, fractured by them all and enraptured by, however, eventually broken himself free with his brute strength, might, and magic. Slain attempts on every one of these monstrosities were truly victorious, but some put up better fights than others, parried left than right, switched up his melee swordplay, uprooted trees play, which kept his enemies surprised. Unabashed, bashed, dashed, gnashed, mashed, smashed, gashed, crashed into his adversaries, evered, severed, levered, or not, levered, heads, chanted, ranted, enchanted incantations. After he had slayed all of the evil ones, Grater Duke's minions, out of nowhere, a huge, dark, dreary, lightning and thundering storm cloud appeared, and a huge humanoid being with dark gray, leathery skin, whom was 12 feet tall, a stone giant whom weighed 1,500 pounds. Gradgrook, the evil one, arose out of it and charged him with all his might, hitting and knocking Erluk over and got two blundering in in with his massive stone clubs and before he got back up. Gradgrook summoned massive boulders from the sky and made it rain boulders just above Erluk, whom is still knocked out. These boulders kept on coming from the sky, and a few even hit Erluk before his mother woke him up and told him to watch out raining boulders for the raining boulders. Uh, Erluk finally woke back up and started dodging these boulders, and when Greater Duck saw that these these were no longer effective. He then then he stopped ch- chanting in a spell in his stone giant tongue. Anyway, now that the boulders were gone and that Erluk was finally back awake and on the ready, he ran as fast as he could, hitting Gratiduk three times with his battle his his hill battle axe, uprooted tree stone, tipped clubs, and broadsword, and Fought and forgot that he that he is made of stone, and each of his weapons couldn't penetrate his stony body, and that he would have to figure out a way to destroy him. He stopped and dropped all of his melee weapons onto the ground because he realized that he couldn't use any of them on the evil one, whom laughed out loud hysterically and said, that your puny weapons of steel and bronze are absolutely useless against me. And what did you forget? That I am completely made out of stone. Yes, indeed, that I had forgotten. And that will be my one and only mistake with you, Erlok retorted. Gratidruk was dumbfounded and confused as he tried comp- comprehending what his opponent said and meant. 
which allowed his mother to say, why don't you allow us to deal with him without without magic, oh, with our magic, sorry, with our magic, witchcraft, and wizardry, considering your weapons must be just bounce off of him. Yes, mother, thanks, and that's a great idea as well, her son said back. His aforementioned family members and himself all began chanting and ranting their different spells, and out of nowhere, fiery and icy, icy boulders, comets, asteroids, meteoroids, uh, meteors, and meteors all began raining from the sky, and each one were hitting its target. And even if Greyduck tried to maneuver himself and dodge away, there was no use nor escape. These continued to beat and battered him until the friction actually started sculpting off huge parts of his body and cracking it into slivers as well. And the icy boulders fell onto him as well and froze him and left, which left him completely defenseless and being fragile as ice. Erlich lifted Greyduck with his magic and threw him 100 miles in the sky and let him uh, and let and let him come back, or let him come and came back. And sorry, I just messed up somewhere. All right, hang on. In the sky, and let him and, and let oh okay, and let him come back. Came back and became a huge pile of shattered frozen stone. Woohoo and yippee! They all said in trollish and ogreish languages, and we have defeated the evil one, Grakaduk and all of his minions as well. The towns and villages peoples were chanting his name, his name and couldn't believe that the evil one had finally been slain. And by a vagabond of no country, they gave him everything that they had to offer and even, and even asked if he would stay and either be king of their kingdom or be their guard and assassin of their kingdom. I'm, tru- I'm truly grateful. All right. Well, I got, yeah, all right. I got two more paragraphs, so that's awesome. Sorry, I messed up a few that, times, but this is my first time reading, so I didn't know. <laughs> I haven't, I just we never finished know, it today. We never know if someone messes up, so you were, you were fine. I know, yeah, I'm just saying that it was, and then also I had some spots I got to hit and try to make readable, too. So, like I said, I just finished it, so that's fine. So what do you think, Nyla? I thought it was awesome. Well, that thank was incredible. you. I appreciate you... And you are going to come back and finish reading it, right? Yeah, I'm going to finish reading. Uh, and I got two more paragraphs of that. Um, and, yeah, I'll be on uh, Yeah, Thursday. I should be able to read that. Um, I was just letting you know that it's, like, almost 13 pages. So uh, instead of doing 100 verses, and uh, at one time I was going to do 4,000 and try to be like Ovid and uh, and Homer and uh, Virgil and so on and so forth. But I decided not to, not with my first one. So I wanted to make sure that I could <laughs> actually do it. And it's just like you say all the time, you know, I'm one of the, I'm not the only person that does that, but I like to get messy and I like to uh, evolve and I like to challenge myself. Like, like, not to brag, but I don't know many people that really care about writing an epic poem in today's society. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to do it for me because I 
I've been wanting to do it for a long time, and I finally just said, hey, I need to do it, and I did it, and I had time. So I had time to do it, and um, and I'll probably be writing. And now that I can see that I can do it, and that was, like, one of the biggest challenges I've done in my life. The, the, the only thing is that I didn't do it. I did it in narrative verse, but I didn't do it in didactic meter, which is what you're supposed to do, that, what the ancients did it in. But that might come later on, but it was, it is a huge accomplishment. So it was cool. And, and, uh, it's also awesome to have people push you as well. Um, like I said, I did mine for me, but I do appreciate the support and Jimmy and so many others that helped some support because I had sent different parts and you were one of them too. So I appreciate that you liked it so far. And like I said, it's almost done. I posted, it in five parts because it's so long, and that's just the way Facebook is right now. So um, I do plan on putting it on my old, all poetry, and that's what that's uh, Word Monster on all poetry, um, and I'll have that actually shared on both my pages, so you can read the whole thing, and it won't be parted. Uh, like it won't you won't have to read the parts because the parts are a pain. Well, for me, they're anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Nyla. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, thanks for the platform. Uh, and I love you, Nyla. And I'll see you next week. Uh, let all the rest of the poets come on over and poetess us too. And I'll, I'll, I hope everyone has a great weekend as well. And uh, I actually just did. I actually did. Um, my first poem, my first uh, We People haiku. And I'll share that with you later. Since, uh, since mine excited. was so long. So. I figured you would have yeah. fun with that. I, I figured you'd yeah, have fun with I, that. Yeah, I already liked Yeah, And I got several for the the frog, too. So am I supposed to write as many as I can or what? I thought we were just doing you, you one can, sort of photo. No, you can write Well, you can write just one if you want, or you can okay. write none at all. But every one that three. you write... Everyone you yeah. write and post on there gets your name in the drawing in additional time. So if you post one, you get your name into the poem or into the drawing one time. If you post right. 10 poems, then you are in the drawing 10 times. Yeah, I remember when I posted like 10 or 15 or whatever that one, that one time too. Another, yeah, so the more, you, the more you post, the more times you're in the drawing. Right, I got you. I was just making sure because I thought you were saying like, I didn't know because you had a picture of prompt, and that's why I said that's why I tagged you in what I came up with on my own that wasn't part of your picture. But I didn't know I was confused. So all right, so I can write as many as I want and post them in whatever picture prompt that you put on there. It doesn't have to go with the picture exactly, right? Well, it has to go with the subject. So if the subject is frog, so it has to, frogs, yeah, it has to, to be a, I got that, yeah. yeah but I'm yeah, saying that yeah, it doesn't so. have to be exactly the photo that you that you put on as the prompt, right? No. No. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. That's why I wrote yeah, three, no. and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. So, all right, thanks for the clarification, and I'll get on my haiku writing with we people, too. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right, sweetheart, all right. appreciate you so much. Thank you. No, you're absolutely welcome. We appreciate you too, Nyla. Talk to you next week. Bye. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> Bye-bye.
Okay, next we have area code, my most beautiful, beloved, sweet, amazing, talented, smart, sexy as hell, Mama Oladeji. Okay, yeah, I deserve all that. You do. (laughs) Yeah, because I I wasn't on the show last week and I wasn't on the show before that because I was so weary and tired. And you know I'm old, and then you put me on there laughing and let me hang. So I think I deserve all that uh, uh, buttering. Oh, Mama, I don't let you hang, but I can only tell you, don't say that. Don't make make me feel like a horrible daughter, and Carlos is going to be your favorite. (laughs) All that buttering up. Uh, Okay, so that's, that's how you do it, okay. Anyway, I got some points for you, but I do want to make an announcement. I talked to uh, Noreen. And she's working on a project with um, um, poems that are going to be dedicated to Michael uh, Rothenberg, which I think is a great project. So I would like to paste on your page the information she told me. and But you can check with her yourself. Um, so the poem I'm going to read first is going to be about Michael Rothenberg, who was the, uh, or the uh, curator of... Um, for change, um, 100,000 points for change. Um, and it, is that okay if I read that one first? Please, yes, of course. Okay. And I dedicated this to his um, memory, and they want people to write a poetry that concerns of um, peace, love, and sustainability, or about him. So this is the one I chose to write first was about him. So like I said, you can get in touch with Noreen um, through Nyla, or if you know how to get in touch with her on your own, she'll give you the the details on how to post your poems. It's also going to be on Zoom. So it goes like this. It's dedicated, again, to Michael Rothenberg. When God made man, he made a good man. A man who dedicates his love of something. He dedicates his passion about his love. His love transcends time, space, and dimensions. When a sincere and righteous man leaves his legacy on earth, it is because his purpose was served. His worth lives on. His ability to organize poets, poetry for change, all included in his thirst, his vision, and Michael Rothenberg's commitment lives on as he has made us all aware that we must carry the flame of peace, love, and sustainability. Tears of grief and respect rolled down our cheeks when he left. We regard him as poetic nobility as we carry the flame with dignity. We remain to keep his memory and his work flowing like a never-ending river. 
That was beautiful. He would be so... He would be so honored by that. He just would. And your dedication and all of the poets on here, dedication, um, his work is definitely being carried on. So that would be my tribute to um, anybody that has one. Like, again, I said that uh, I think it's September 30th. Uh, let me see. I've got to go to the light. Um, yeah, it's September 30th on Zoom, so try to get it in as fast as you can. Um, I'll post what I have uh, on uh, Nyla's page, or I'll paste it to Nyla's messages, and she can paste it to her own page. But they said put in the link um, to the person that's organizing this Max, a poetess. They want a headshot in a bio, and it's going to be at maxapoetess at yahoo.com. And on the subject line, they want 100 TPC. And um, like I said, if there's, if there's anything else that you need to know, except for the deadline, is uh, peace, justice, and sustainability, or either a poem about Michael. Um, you can catch uh, talk catch up with Noreen, and that's all I'm going to read today. That was amazing, Mama. Thank you. I'm glad you got to hear it. I got tears in my eyes. Yeah, he was amazing. Oh. Let's keep the show going. We don't want to be dragging along. So we're going to <laughs> go with tears in the eyes and let somebody else come in so they don't have to suffer and be tortured like I was. <laughs> oh, stop it. Come on, I'm going to be rolled up in the fetal position just crying like a baby after the show. Oh, well, wait till after the show. Then you can call me. I can make it worse. <laughs> All right. Are well, you are you sure you're not an Irish Catholic grandma? Because that guilt thing you've got going on, I'm telling you. You sound like Debbie's me. mama. <laughs> call me later. I All right. Love I so love much. you, Mommy. You're most faithful daughter, beautiful, wonderful, enhancing, all-empowering daughter. The best in the whole you don't world. have to suck up to me. You're not in trouble. How, 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 how's that for butter? Uh, I think my butter is better than your butter. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Bye. Yes. Love you. And that's the truth. Love you too. <laughs> and that's what's called getting schooled by your mama. All right. Our next caller is area code. Hang on. Okay, our next caller. Actually, I'll give you the next three. We have 419, which I'm bringing on right now, followed by 219 and 832. (laughs) 
419, you're on the air. I am Rebel Jones. Nice to be here. Mama, oh, that was beautiful. Did you notice how many of the prompts? It was beautiful, wasn't it? I interrupted you when you were giving mom. Yes. I am going to be in such bad trouble. I now. did. I did notice that. <laughs> how many of those? How many of those prompts were yours this week? Oh my God, a bunch of them. Um, mm-hmm. A fish known as brother. That that would be cheating for me to write to that though, because I've already written a poem called Brother Fish. I want to hear it. Will you bring it next week? I will, if I can find it. I wrote it a long time ago. Um, I don't know why when you were looking for prompts, that just that popped into my head. Brother Fish is kind of cool, though. It is. You know, at um, first when I was reading, it's like, what, Brother Fish? What in the hell does he mean by Brother Fish? I don't get it. And then <laughs> the more I read, you know, seriously, I was. I'm not going to I was. It's like, that, that's just weird. That's weird. Why did he get brother? What does he mean, brother fish? And the more I said it and the more I looked at it, it's like, brother fish. I like this one a lot, so I had to use it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to start my um, reading off tonight dedicated to my son, Eli. And it's titled For Eli. And I wrote them, I wrote this about him when he was just a tiny baby. But we've got, like, we've got an incredible bond, uh, me and my little Eli. So this is an oldie, but it, sometimes I like to pull this out and um, read it again. I don't think you've ever heard it. For Eli, tiny hands as they smear my joyous tears across my facial span. A tight-knit bond with son of man. I once had grotesque wishes to quit and give up living. You gave me reason to live again. Your tiny kisses off your tiny lips and the tight little squeezes around my neck show the kind of love you hold in harness. Your tiny smiles show me happiness, lets me know something bigger than me has a specific plan. So those who know me personally know I begin to look at life with different eyes, different vision. I've taken up a different stance. The things I'm now thinking and believing are a different brand, and I attribute this to my queen who gifted this world with my little man. Your tiny feet as they walk beside me, holding little fingers in what must seem to you like a giant's hand. As we traverse across the learning histories of our elders off the ghostly footprints of our ancestors' past. I've cast a thought upon this mind of mine to spread wisdom while you're young. But your mind is soaked. That's how lessons are learned and passed. Your tiny heart chains a mighty strength. Where do I start? The creation of perfection, the strength inside will play its part. And the parts of life that will test that strength one day and challenge your inner light and dark, your inner angel, your inner devil, that their son is the one they call God. Face. Wow. That was phenomenal. <clears throat> Thank you. Oh, that, that little boy. How old is he now? Wow. He is seven now. And he listens to that still on a nightly basis. He's got a CD of my poetry that Clarence, um, CW, uh, Clarence um, put together CDs for me, and my son won't go to bed at night if, if one of them's not playing for him. 
going to make me cry. <laughs> that's so sweet. That's my that's my heart. That's that's baby rebel. That's that's my everything. I don't think I've seen. Have I seen a picture? Have I seen a picture of him? Nah, I don't post my kid online. Is it posting it online if you send me a picture? Nah, I can do that. I can send you one, but I, I just don't post my my my. My child is too cute. He's too talented, and I don't want weirdos looking at him online and shit. <laughs> that I can absolutely 100%. Do you know, I have three boys. I'm a mother of three sons, right? Oh, my God. God bless you. And <laughs> all of the – I dropped my pin behind my desk. I don't know if you guys can hear that shuffling or not, but that's what was going on. <laughs> I can't do this without my pin <clears throat> in my hand. Okay, so – but I have three sons, and they've, they are on – my Facebook page. They have been since the very beginning. They were on my MySpace page, everywhere. But I will bet you 99% of the people on my pages have no clue who my kids are. They could go through my entire friends list and not figure out who my kids are. Well, when my son was three, he used to do a little morning cooking show on Facebook Live, and he had quite a bit of fans, and it was Breakfast with Baby Rebel. And he'd get up there with Aww. me. I thought he was going to say, and he'd cook scrambled eggs and make toast and stuff. And he would talk to the people while he was cooking. And he had a good thing going, but then I started hearing more stories here in Michigan about um, trafficking and kidnapping kids and... A lot of times they're found online first, and I was like, nah, fuck no. No. So I stopped that shit up. Yeah, that's my heart. And if anything like that happened to him, I'd, I'd, I'd break this world in half. How are any of those videos still up? I don't know. It's from my old profile, so they may be, or I may, I may have shut them on a private well, I want to see one of those now, too. <laughs> everything is everything is rolled off my desk. Can you guys hear the can you hear the background noise? Not really. Okay, good. I'm going to read one more poem to you and it's yes, the please. introduction. It's the introduction to a book I've been writing for the last 10 years. And one of the main characters, well, the main character besides myself is the protagonist, um, is Lilith. So this poem here, um, I'm sure you're familiar with who Lilith is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this poem is called At First. She had a deep, dark stare that could pierce through time. There were no colors in her eyes, just two round black voids of space between each side of the whites of her eyes. One could get stuck and lost for eternity if one did not break free from her watch. <coughs> her gaze was a trap for those without the strength to break free from her temptation. Lost in time, attuned to the haunting and deadly lullabies of the desert siren. Screech out that roams the nights. Lost souls come from far with their minds and ears are first pierced. Her song has traveled far and long. She seeks the abandoned 
tortured, weak, and alone, for we are the souls of the lost and forgotten, the children of the damned, society's outcasts who yearn for a place and a purpose. It is we who serve the needs and desires of her, the dark one. And in turn, we gain her sight, wisdom, and the power to walk in dream realms consciously and awake. She first came to me in my lowest mental and spiritual state. She did not at first show herself visually, no. Instead, she made herself present, known as an invisible force that made the atmosphere feel like the air was heavy and breathing all around me. The first time I heard her, she was loud in all the hemispheres of my mind. And when I first got to lay eyes upon this mysterious being, she appeared to be in the form of a talking raisin and then an owl. As we kept beating, she began to take seductively feminine forms differently each time, never allowing me to get comfortable with one sight. She once appeared so beautiful to me, it burned my eyes to gaze too long. I even once saw her appear as a beast I wished to never again gaze upon. It was a sight so wretched and terrifying, there are no words to describe. I have laid eyes on her as a cosmic energy made of pure light. She has torn me apart and mended me new again in so many times of the pain and the agony she has put me through, yet the pain and emptiness felt in her absence pains me even more. Face. <laughs> I like it. She's Thank never you. a nice girl, is she? Um, there's a few parts in the story where she she seems a little more human than than demon witch whatever. She there's parts of her in the story that have to grasp back into the past of when she was a human. Hmm. Remind me next month on the first show of the month. So you won't remember, but. I'll read. I have a poem I wrote for Lilith. I want to read you. I'll read it just for oh, you. Oh, I would love that. Oh, yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, you haven't heard it yet, so you don't know. But Oh, I'm sure it's amazing. If it was used by her, man, writing about her has got put me in a very deep place. Like, the entire story I'm writing, it's, like I said, I've been writing it nearly 10 years, and... The entire story is written poetically, but it's it's just bananas. The the journey that um, I was allowed to take in writing this story. One day, maybe well, I'll actually finish it and get it published. <laughs> I think you should probably should do that. You should think about I that. I work yes. on it all the time, but just can't finish it. then maybe just take care of that part and just keep going with the part two. Yeah. Something. <laughs> That's my solution. Just stop where you are, <coughs> put it out there, and then say part two and keep going. <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> so the, the story Is behind it- called Raven and it's called the Raven and the Owl and I have published it once before in the early early form of it and I published it um, on um, 
Kendall. And then <clears throat> her story came back to me after I'd already published it. So I took it off of Kindle, and I've been writing it ever since. You mean an ongoing one? Ongoing writing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not online. It's just I had to, it no, wasn't on, ready to be published like when I published it. Okay, I got you. I'm with you. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Very uh, cool. I am Rebel Jones. You can find me here Thursday nights with Nyla. And once in a while on Facebook, I might post something. Um, other than that, that's it. You can find my older works and a lot of stuff that I've done on YouTube at Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions, where I collaborate with CW34 Music quite often, and he posted on SoundCloud and MixCloud. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nyla, for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. And thank you for the awesome prompts. You rock. Oh, I love that. I have so much fun when you ask for those. <laughs> you went, you, uh, there was a couple other I was actually going to use, if you want to know the truth, too. But... <laughs> I'd already had, I'd, I'd used a lot of yours already, like the, at least three of those <laughs> of yours. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were. I'm going to write to those this week. I'll bring them next week. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So... Our next caller and that comes from area code two one nine. Calls from, comes from very area code brother O. Yes, this is Brother O from me, Chicago, Indiana. How you doing, Nala? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. How are you doing? I'm good. Cannot wait to see what you brought for us tonight. This poem is called It Takes a Team Effort to Achieve and Accomplish Great Things in Life. My dear brothers and sisters, gifted and talented as you are as a powerful individual, it is nearly impossible for you to accomplish and achieve all that you have in your life without a strong and supportive team around you. You are not capable of doing everything by yourself. Allow me to demonstrate my point with this real-life example. Michael Jordan carried the Chicago Bulls on his shoulders for the third, first three years of his career until the Chicago Bulls acquired Scottie Pippen from the Seattle Supersonics for older Polynesia in the 1987 NBA draft. Michael Jordan could not have won six NBA championships during the eight-year stand without Scottie Pippen as a sidekick, along with two strong supporting cast which featured Horace Grant, Cliff Livingston, John Passion, Craig Hodges, E.J. Armstrong, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, Ron Harper, Bill Cartwright, Bill Wedding, and Tony Kukos for the Chicago Bulls dynasty of the 1990s. No Emmy or Oscar-winning movie or TV show would not be made without a creator, executive producer, producer, director, 
the actresses and starting supporting roles. Teamwork without coordination leads to confusion in African proverbs. Perfect example that illustrates this proverb, take a closer look at the parts of the human body, and you'll clearly grasp the concept of teamwork. In the human body, all the parts work together to achieve a common goal. No part of the human body is more important than the other. Every organ in the human body has a specific function regardless of its size or shape, like a well-oiled machine. When one part of the organ in the human body is injured or attacked with sickness, the other organs come together and want a quarter tight to fight off illnesses or fill in for the injured parts of the heels. The moral lesson of this African proverb is important teamwork is it needs to be balanced with coordination. Coordination is a joint that pieces everything together like a well-orchestrated symphony. My own personal experience is witnessing a team effort first while going through my 40-day journey on the way to a heart transplant, receiving a heart transplant, and recovering from the heart transplant. I was surrounded by a team of dedicated cardiologists. My, my heart transplant coordinated dedicated nurses for the heart center, the physical and occupational therapies that work with me hard. The surgeons who perform my heart transplant surgery for 12 hours. A recreational therapist and music therapist. All the patient care techs. All the janitors that kept my room clean. And the food service department took exceptional care of me. They served my extended family while I was away from my family and friends for over a year. The because they were the epitome of a team who worked together in their roles. My dear brothers and sisters, as gifted, anointed, talented as I am, as one of the most well-known and respected poor spoken word artists and future author and motivational speaker in the Chicago Poetry Community, I could not have won six National Spoken Word Awards, five for Overcome the Year, and one for the Best Radio Show of the Year and achieved and accomplished everything that I had for the past 13 years without aligning myself uh, with the port organization. If it wasn't for all of my loyal fans and supporters on Facebook and Instagram, and if it wasn't for my family, who has, who has been my support system all this time, I would not be the legendary poet Everybody knows his brother, older than American professor of poetry in poems. You know, you got to give thanks and give credit where credit's due, right? Exactly. That was amazing. You know, yours is definitely for sure a success story, everything that you've gone through everything that we've been with you through, stood beside you and and experienced with you, and I'm just so glad everything is good now. Yes, it is. It is now. It's awesome. All right, my darling, are you going to do two tonight? No, 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 not tonight. Okay. All right, sweetie, do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. I find on 
Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gadden and on Instagram under brother O underscore the little lyric of 1975. Are you there? Yeah. All right, I'm here now. Can you hear me? Brother O? Yes, Did I'm you here. mute yourself? I can't hear him anymore. Are you there, Nala? Can you hear me? I, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. You just, like, poof. No, no, I wasn't. I didn't mute myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I be found on Facebook on Omar Brother Gavin and on Instagram on the Brother O underscore, the underscore Living Miracle 1975. Uh, I got a lot. This uh, finished new poem today. I'll probably share that, share that next week. And uh, we got uh, some some things coming up, but uh, you know, I'm focused uh, more or more bringing out some new material things, you know. And uh, it's uh, taking things one day at a time, you know. My open mic set. You know, uh, every other week, you know, trying to turn out and prove, yeah, just, uh, just, just believing that things will, will work out for me in the end, as they always do. Yeah. And I thank everybody for their support every week. Well, we appreciate you being here, and we appreciate you just being part of this community with us. We appreciate that thank you're you. still here. Yeah. Appreciate that you are still with us and applaud your courage, mm-hmm. hon. Thank you. You're very welcome. And we will talk to you next week? Yes. Awesome. All right, hon. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, that was weird. They're saying you guys could, they could hear you, but I couldn't hear you. Do, 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 do. Gremlins in the wiring. All right, sweetheart, we'll talk to you next weekend. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. No, no, not really. (laughs) Yes, you are. You're right there. I hear you. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. (laughs) Bullshit. Goober. That's that's me, Soldier Blue, of course. And um I got that uh that crow uh crow piece that I uh, Oh awesome. Uh, well, not work on. I mean, I just you know when I sit down and write it, it's not like you know, it takes me a long time. It's just more you know, just uh, taking the right amount of time and uh, not trying to push, you know, push on it. But in any case, this is uh, I'm just calling this one crows, I and mean, it obviously has the feature of tornadoes in it as well. But it's uh, it you know it just kind of leans that way. Anyway, okay. Crows, feather forms of fading light, ember messages of the tornado, ghost stones of the wandering wind, passages back through smoke and time, the conflicts, 
of mirror beads, the casting silver of rendered stories, the dust of other roads, sequence of events, passages back to coals and fire, pages, seats, asphalt and tar never get tired, weary. Erosions, explosion, the winter series of hailstones and flood, the black grazed and tortured, yet remains. Crows when the winds of agony and anger. Tornadoes bind them spirit with visionary eyes. Screaming out syllables of pain, misunderstanding, burdens of a life long gone. But the crows, smoke, remain. Yakish, let's say. Rattles shake for the dead. Soon their sacred ash will be consumed. Gamons. Dust symbolism. Who is still here? Which descendants? Do we rise or do we fall? Gypsy trails among the wandering winds. Crows gather the baubles of the tornadoes, the rush of air, a winding screen torn from within lacerations, abused skin. Death Tyrants among the trees The settling balance Such words have no authority here We could care less for your alien titles Of authority Insecurity Whose poisonous hand is behind The green screen Soaring qualities of gorse and gorge, elements and elementals, the four crows harbor the wiles of the tornadoes, the wreckage of violence in nature, cloud banks given full credit. Did they create cause? Did they become the cause of it all. Mm. Vision serves the distance. We are all observed. Crows take flight, rising high. Gak. Red motives of shadow. Freight train whistles and wolves in the distance. The feminine scream of a panther, claws hooked into earth, blood vellum, an extra target. Crows bathed in the moonlight. Wings laved in supercharged ions, death knell, death knell of the living. Eyes turned west. Darkness abides. 
in the Deathlands. The Deathlands awaits. Tales of the tornado's path. Crows ascend on hollow bones, shake the sweated oil of sage and sweetgrass upon the strands of the air, spun off by a centrifugal force. Crows alight amid drowned silence, the choke before onslaught. Oh, the eye of the storm. Musta. Gake, gake, tonga. Crows, raven, there is a feast this night. Oh, inito. Eternal delights, wind force shrinking, hard to gauge, but you cannot see. Trailer strands, vine-wise celestial breeze, alien aerials, the skirling notes of tin pipes cut for industry. Oh, you thought you escaped. Ah. The crows found you upon the plains. Third camp of the fourth buffalo hunt. We remember our lessons. Dust crowns profile lined with earth. Feathers scraped and dry. Sighs of despair. Heart dearth cold the avian hours gather around us red earth grounds us and we center upon the songs of the crows we take shelter when needed from the tornadoes we are the ghost road born and we are always on our way home no Absolutely incredible, powerful. I have a very special place for crow palms. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. My people have a very special place for crows, period. We would consider them to be a very um, mythic uh, bird. By those, they those are. Traits of, hmm. Go ahead. Oh no! Just just by the traits of that they exhibit, and the uh, creation stories that include them. So, through those two means. I think it's crazy and insane the way that they recognize people. Um, oh. And I mean, they're super even, smart. Oh, sure they are. And 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 they, I mean, you can take it one step further than that. That they recognize the difference between people who uh, are are have kindness and people who are mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they will show it. They they don't have a problem showing off that today. We know you're a mean person. They can also be trained to bring you money. Well, you know. <laughs> anything that shines that? will then there's, there's anything that shines will then wind up in a crow's nest. 
you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't have a Too problem funny. with that either. <laughs> hey, are you going to uh, are you going to read two tonight? Uh, I've been dealing with a lot of you know, like uh, I don't even know how to describe it really, other than just one too many hits to the head in terms of all the nonsense I've been having to deal with this week. So I really don't. But I do have a new book though, which is interesting. And it's written by some of my, uh, or one of, I should say, one of the younger generations of uh, Native people. And it's really kind of cool. I haven't actually started reading it yet because I'm still still trying to catch up on all the other books that I have. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but it's really cool, though. It's called uh, Dreaming in Indian, Contemporary Native American Voices, edited by Lisa Charlie Boy and Mary Beth Leatherdale. And they come from uh, as near as I could tell in terms of what they were saying in some of the commentary uh, in the, the beginning of the book. I believe they are Cree uh, of uh, the Cree Nation, uh, which is, their main main center is up there in Canada. So they. Uh, but they've included you know a bunch of their you know a bunch of folks that they know. And again, you know the younger generation. And I, I do appreciate seeing those youngsters out there kicking it up. You know they got that little bit more extra fire than you know has been beat out of the uh, out of us older ones. <laughs> right. Not so not it's- so many dense dense and rust spots as we have. <laughs> That's one of the things that I think is really cool, actually, you know, on that, just the number of kids that are suddenly interested in history and in, in where they come from. There just seems to be really a new, you know, it's for a long time, kids didn't give a shit about that stuff, but, you know, ancestors mm-hmm. and history and, and all of that and their roots. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's... A- I think in part, at least from what I've seen, and I try to instill in, you know, those that I talk to myself, and that's just the simple fact that, you know, being a traditional doesn't mean you run around in leather and feathers and paint and, and live in a in a lodge. You know what I'm saying? It's your mindset. Okay. It's the fact that you bring the lessons that were learned by your people from the beginning times and you apply them as you see how they translate through you personally and that is what makes you traditional because we have always been an an evolutionary people set of peoples adaptability was always was was one of the bigger keys of how we we lived our lives not settling for, you know, just one way of doing things, but figuring out what that next step was. I'm, I'm, I get really emotional sometimes over stuff like this, and I'd have to kind of bite my tongue because this show isn't a platform for my opinions and things like that. 
is for your guys's though. And I just really appreciate the things that you concentrate on and bring to life and give a face and a voice and a name to. I'm thankful to be here. Just been going through one of those assessment periods and just, you know, there's looking through some of my uh, little notebooks that I've written in over the years and uh, several times in uh, various of those notebooks it's a recurring uh, thought not that I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever really used it in a, in a piece it's not really centered that way but um, a recurring thought that I've you know put down in, in more than one it's just simply been the fact that there were so many times when I could have walked off, when I could have taken that turn to the Deathlands, but I didn't. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I think about that. You know, I think about that in its own set of evolutionary patterns, really. Mhm. Hey, baby, are you going to read two tonight? Um, well, I don't really have anything else as far as like just you know, written out just recently. I mean, I've got older stuff, but I mean, I've pretty much read it all. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so you can find me at rapewild at facebook dot com, and you can underneath it will say in parentheses it says socrates, and you can find my podcast on red uh, called Red Earth One. It's a free podcast, and you have to stress about that, and it's got all kind of stuff on there, and. I'm starting to add in more episode pieces of the work and what I'm talking about in those works. And um, it's, uh, I like it. That's a good thing you can do. As well, you can find some of my work on the Reverb Nation. And I'm working on that as well. So, there you have it. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Appreciate you more than you will ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Ever no, that last ever is very important. I understand that, <laughs> and I'll come back with two. I'll come back with two hammer strokes next week. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. That will make me very happy. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, I guarantee you that because I've got some thoughts on what to do in that regard. So I will be ready. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you. Thank you, hon. Love you too, Miss Nala. All right. Okay. It's your Soldier Blue Blue, Rafe Wild on Facebook. Make sure you go send him some love. And if you guys send him a friend's request, send him a message first. Say, hi, this is me from this show. Because he takes forever sometimes to get to your friends' requests. And sometimes he doesn't know who people are. 
because there's so many of us out here. It's impossible for us all to keep track of each other. So, yeah, if you send requests, let people know if you send requests post you here. And I just bring that up because he had a he had a gal trying to find him and couldn't and finally got a hold and it's like, who's this person? And It was a long story, but anyway... The point of it is to send each other friends requests. Okay, our next caller, our next three, we have um, 573, my board is messing up, 614, and 937, it looks like. Area codes 276, and we have another, we have 503. It's not Martha. We have two 503s. One is Martha. One is not Martha. So 503 and 276. If you guys want to come onto the air, please press 1. That will alert me to the fact that it is okay to unmute your lines, area code 276 and the 503 that is not Martha. Um, yeah, if you'd like to. If you would like to come on the air, press one. If you're just hanging out, listening, cool. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here. Enjoy the show. And let's go ahead and grab 573. You are on the air. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Sin. How are you, honey? I don't know, I said, you gave me, you even gave me warning and I still was sitting there like, uh, I need to get my ears on, uh, come in the house, she's outside anyway, she's on the bottom. Hello, hello. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the show. I am the show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, you know, I'm uh, getting back into trying to tinkering with you know, the day one of the things I put on my profiles is like don't bring the fucking circus I'll, I'll create it when I want myself thank you <laughs> I am that show so alright so um you liked something on my page recently which you know, that's the only place you can read sentences if you're in and um it was an acrostic confessional piece. You know the piece? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but it's, so, it's you know, um, I don't brag, but I have manners, and so I don't want to take too much time on only one piece tonight, and that piece is kind of long. Um, most people wouldn't think to do an acrostic piece with 10, 9 or 10 words, but, you know, I do whatever I want. This... Is F A S. Frivolous times and cerebral full retard. I'm locked in incredible indifference. Etching idiotic overtures on matter gray in context. Yet, seeking lethargic. Tapestry into the absurd indulgence. Once upon a time, this catastrophe mine, I abstain now from flagrant night terrors wide awake. Nine months back on years. Lavishly, that party's ace over trips to fuck up all sorts of shit. 
Like I lost. And then we sound. Her flagrant hysteria, this accounting relieved, lying under my rooted reconvening, ingesting fungal reprieve, skeletons, calling me home, backwards, forward, and perpendicular in time, present. Obviously, accrediting my mental and its push out of distress, I must confess, house a lot of resentment to be thrown the turgeons regret through deceitful neglect, omitting so long my hand. Once recognized, some the line, wet busy vines, losing what only sought nurturing in my static disarray. I, toddler, still scooter lost from grandma in fear of the big fat wolf. Daddy attacks, yelling, crucible violence as mother electrocutes a weary, terrified refrain. They say, I didn't know. Past wet electric fields, descent clarify stupid decisions. The rule, iron fist cast, grown nightmare, wake to key, walking misery. Reminds me of scalded flesh and naked, naked non-vet junkies of lost appreciations. Occasionally, there was light and duck-filled voices and eggs crafted by gentle hands. My values made by depression-era survivors who knew their worth. Earned by actions grinding, families united, respecting Credibility. See, love is what you breathe into the world. It's in how you move. I will rebuild my value, save my integrity as my amount, my worth, by more than monetary value. Wacky incursions occurring, I retract to a world I was taken and withdrawn. Hands of solace for so long, all that I knew, love, I mean no ill, nor disregard. Yours, my friends, my hands, I'll always lend I love in the light of mother, begets. So we take care after that which is so. By these seeds, my life I sow. Under eternal suns and black-lit canopies, I'm becoming truly unraveled. Time, as rediscovering mine, please be aware. My process is easy to rewire. Digital chaos and planted cerebral clusterfuck. And yes, I can be an asshole, omitting knots. However, I'm not that kind of asshole. I guarantee no one will hold bonds in titanic proportions like ties of eternity. Twisting sinister creations artistically, a conundrum that's a question to deliberate intent. As I've unmasked purpose and fragrance past ripple, even now I waver. Less sway and bend, but my raw and relentless as commitment, fucking fuck, everything.
how one spawning was always meant to be not insanely farting sideways, lost in dopes and nipsions and rehabilitations, not so cherry dreams. Blossoming unicorn fancies of cushy split dreams, eloquently voicing my dismay of character deformities and transitions, mapping my reconfiguration back into a social group, coming back to this plane. Eccentricity is me, understanding the grasp of catastrophe rule, which I refine. Back and breathe, and peace. That was absolutely incredible. Thank you. So, do you have it in front of you, or do you want me to read up? So, I don't, I don't, I don't get the FAS. What is FAS? Fetal alcohol syndrome. Ah, okay. I should have Googled it. That's why. That's why the 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 acrostic conventional says is fetal alcohol syndrome is why. But don't define me. See, you know, I was diagnosed my entire life that I was, you know, poor life personality disorder, uh, bipolar, manic, depressive, extreme, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and because, you know, that was what they sold into, but nobody knew the truth, which was, you know, what I found out later on. The line was, you know, I was born <laughs> black as straight cocaine on a plate, um, and black to be so goddamn handsome and intelligent. But, uh, you know, through all these <laughs> variations, uh, has been, and I, I read about it all the time, um, but it, it, it's like I found out about the show a long time ago, and and but nobody wanted to listen to me about it until I got a new doctor, and he's like, you know, and I did my own fucking research because fuck them all, you know, I can I can tell them more than fucking I know, so um, you know, this, it does all these characteristics, your attitudes and moods and everything else, you know, plus and then. You have, you know, just a discovery of me, too. But, yeah, I was, like, half drunk in bed, and I just got in an argument with uh, one of my kids. And, you know, this is like, why is this behavior still here? And what I'm having to do is now come back to terms with it on my terms. Because, like, ever since my wife died, it's, like, everything that I had to do with then or was forced to do this way or that way, now I'm bringing it back on the table and, and doing it my way uh, so it can be put to bed for, for good um, the right way. So that's what this piece awesome. is really about. That's incredible. And I am Dragon, I am dragon Phoenix Buddha. Jesus, Yoda, Scam, Satan, Sister. <laughs> I giggle. I'm the man. <laughs> There was a line in there that you said um, something about, please be aware my process isn't easy to rewire. And when you read that, I almost started laughing because when I'm listening to you read, the way that you write is so, I mean, I I don't think someone can, I, I think that, Someone has to sit down and have your poems in front of them. It's amazing to hear you read them, but when you 
read them, like when I was sitting and reading your your pieces this week. The your your abstract line breaks, your line breaks in your poem aren't anything at all like when you read. You know, so when you're reading down your poem, it doesn't read the same way as when you read it out loud. I, I read it to read it out loud. And I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say in the right way. But what I'm trying to say is something really, really, really good, even though it's coming out like crap in my face. <laughs> I love shit. I make beautiful shit. Yeah, well, see, and that was just the, the, the whole over... the whole being able to. I mean, it's pretty. It's it's. Your your writing is much deeper, I think, than a lot of people may give you credit for. Oh yeah, I'm fucking Socrates, bitch. <laughs> you know, I, I'm beginning but, to wonder. What it is, what it is, my, my my writing is one thing, and see, I got I'm leveling up, so I'm gonna have a couple of new avenues. We need a lot of drawing and art, but no, I'm about to spill out of the world. So shit's about to happen. If I go down, I'm making leaps and bounds with evolution, and I'm taking the world out of balls. <laughs> Since they just took mine. <laughs> <laughs> Such a gamer. <laughs> All right. You have a good night. I love you. I love you too, sweetheart. Thank you for tonight. That was incredible. Well, I appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Yep. I hear those sirens in the background. Crazy. I'm like on the strip, okay. man. This is, they come right in this fucking part all the time. It's crazy. I'm outside. I'm <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good sound effects. All right. So, Mr. Sinister Spittle, love you dearly. Thank you for being here tonight. Ensuring that piece. I read that earlier, that PC just read. I read it earlier this week, and I'm going to have to go back and read it again. You guys should all jump over his page and read that piece. It's pretty incredible how he did that. Okay, next caller, 973, you are on the air. Nine seven three, are you with me? I can I can hear strange noises, but I can't hear anyone talking. Are you trying to unmute yourself? Are you muted? Nine or nine three seven. Oh, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm dyslexic with the numbers. I said it wrong. That's so bad, my fault. But I'm really glad you weren't doing something like you know singing while you were, you know, right. in the restroom or something like that. That would have been so bad. Yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> Hi, it's Mom. How you Mom. doing, sweetheart? Good. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Jimmy was on my butt to get on this week, so I figured I better. I was going to be in trouble. So I have been in trouble with Jimmy since the day I met him. <laughs> he sent me an email today saying that I was in trouble, and you know, mm-hmm. he's all he's all he's all bark and no bite. Don't let him scare you. Oh, I highly enjoy Jimmy. He actually, I want to actually do a special little shout-out for Jimmy. He might hurt me for doing this, but 
Um, I am a co-owner of a, a writing group um, that we, it's dedicated solely to like trying to work through things like, you know, writer's block and that kind of stuff. So we do a lot of prompts and uh, things. And we decided to do a um, collaboration challenge where I assign the partners. And um, Jimmy and uh, his partner, which has me with my friend Willow, which I hope to get on here at some point, um, actually won our challenge. So maybe next week he'll he'll read it because it was fun. it was just it was amazing. The I knew they were going to create magic together, and they blew my mind. It was wonderful. So. Well, I'm pissed off now that he hasn't told me about this. Jimmy? Now he's in trouble. Jimmy, you're in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, We're was, not in trouble. Was, you're um, in trouble. It was so good. It was. Uh, it was. We decided to do the the first one. It was kind of. It was funny. It was a. It was a moth meme because there's an inside joke with moths and me and Jimmy and a couple other writers. And so I I did a moth thing and it was a funny meme, but. The I can't even tell you the depth that uh, Jimmy and my friend Willow uh, went into is just it's it, oh it's delicious to read it's it's wonderful so <laughs> that's awesome well I can't wait to hear it so I'm glad you're here I'm glad you finally called in I'm glad you're on so before you get started I want you to tell everyone. Tell us something that nobody else in the world knows about you. Oh goodness! Um, this, this is this will bond us forever. Oh, I don't even know because I'm I'm a pretty open book for the most part. I don't shut up, so I I usually talk entirely too much and tell people entirely too much. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I would say. Um, well, Lola Lawrence is my pen name. It's not my real name. So there's that. Um, what color socks are you wearing? None. I hate socks. See, now it's we terrible. know something about you. <laughs> there we go. I want you to write, I want you to write a poem about why socks are terrible. That's your, that's and a haiku poem about why socks are terrible. That's your homework for the I, week. I can totally do that. I can totally do that. I'm awesome. I'm, a, I'm a barefoot hippie at heart as long as there's no gravel. <laughs> right? In the summertime, I can do actually pretty good on gravel, but then, you know, my, I get all tenderfoot in the winter. I have to go back out and run around in the grass again. So tell us what you brought to read tonight and why you chose it. Um, I actually did not choose them. My... Uh... My muse, who shall remain nameless, um, I had him choose them. So he actually chose them for me. So, which makes it all the more special for me. I sent him like 29. Oh, very cool. I, could I, I sent him like 29 <laughs> ones. He's like, send me at least three. He's like, send me three or four. And I'm like, okay. And I sent 29. So he whittled it down to, to three, and then I chose from the three. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, dear. I've got two. And they're, like I said, I don't do very long ones, so. There was a line out the door. Ravenous jawed pleasure seekers, moment-to-moment lovers who would not stay. 
ravaging the moonlight in her eyes. They siphoned her onto thirsty lips, high on her taste, offering nothing laden words as tribute. She tired of filling empty cups, being alone after the shadows were gone. She craved the sun, something warm to call her own, still waiting to catch on fire. End. That was an incredible piece. And that that anchor line at the end, still waiting. Read it again. What was the last line again? I don't want to misquote you. Uh, still waiting to catch on fire. Still waiting to catch on fire. I love that line. I wish that I'd written it. There's so many places that that would fit in. That was incredible read, honey. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. I am, I am very much a gut punch writer. I want to, like, hit you hard, fast, and dirty and just leave. Like, <laughs> so I do tend to do a lot of stuff in a very short space. Is it, is, is it weird that, that you saying that was kind of hot? <laughs> not at all not at all when, when, when you said that I'm thinking gosh you know it's not often a girl can get my toes to curl but hell <laughs> she, she sounded hot saying that <laughs> now I'm all fangirling on you <laughs> but you can fangirl all over me if you want to <laughs> too I, funny I, I, did, I did used to be a dirty phone operator so just saying there, there's another thing that most people don't know about me See, go. I knew you would get it. I knew you would get it out of you. <laughs> well, I guess obviously you still got it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Too funny. All right. And because you're, that was short, I want you to do all three of them, if you would, for me. You said you had three picked out and you chose two. Yeah. They, they are short. That. So go ahead and read the, go read the two others for me. Okay. But it's only because you're the first, if you're your first time calling in, you guys, I'm spoiling her a little. I, I love it. I'll take, I'm an only child. I'm used to being spoiled. So. <laughs> okay. I never desired the softness of watered-down fairy tales. I wanted the one with twists and turns, with dark devotion to consume me, unexpected passions colliding. Do not cradle me as if I were fragile. I can slay my own dragons. Touch me like your ravenous, carnivorous ardor, thundering, the feral need for each other, tearing through our blood. I want to be craved. End. Very, very primal, very savage, very raw, and I absolutely loved it. Thank you. You are very welcome. And your third one? My third one. Pray beneath your lips. <clears throat> Hunted, stalked, shivering, impatient adrenaline, pleasure, drowning sense, delicate falling into madness. Harness the chaos there and ride until dawn. Awaken sleeping embers, long since stoked. Iridescent tangles, sweat-gilded limbs, writhing waltzes, sipping gas breaths. Seduction, wicked, hooded eyes, haunting beyond the edge of reason into a demise of lover's insanity. End. That was beautiful. All three of those were awesome. You can never just sit there and not call in ever again. That's just not the way the world works. It would be a crime for that to happen. 
I promise I will absolutely call it. Although I had called it, I was a little uh, worried because I, I was in the queue, and all of a sudden my phone decided to hang up and update itself. And I was like, no. So I didn't know what was going on at first. So. But panic was, crisis was averted. It was okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you made it on. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for well, encouraging her. And um, now you're part of the family. Now you have to come back. I, I love it. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you. Before you go, I want you to tell everyone how they can come find you. Yep. Um, I am on uh, Facebook. I actually have two Facebook pages because um, I had to start a new one. Uh, I was on Facebook's no-no list, and so they quit uh, promoting my page. So I had to start a new one. Um, so I have two. So there's Stirring the Soul, which is my older page, and then my new one is Soul Collision by Lola Lawrence. Um, I am on Instagram under Lola Lawrence 0507 um, and uh, TikTok uh, the same, uh, Lola Lawrence 0507. And of course, awesome. there's Amazon, Goodreads. I, have, I do have a book out, so I have an author page at Amazon um, and on Goodreads. Very cool. Um, if you think about are you on my Facebook page? Yeah, you friend requested me. Okay, good. Um, yep. Kind of think of my Facebook page as the um, as the coffee shop's bulletin board. Okay, so make oh, sure gotcha. that you take your book link over and put it up on the page. So just people do things when they're when it's easy. You know, we're kind of a microwave generation now. We don't want to have Absolutely. to work for anything. You know, so the easier you make it for someone to do something the more they'll do it. So if you think about it, jump over and put that um, put the link for that up on my page so people can do you find have it like easily. a specific like a do you have like a pin post or um no just post us a like comment that. say hey guys this is uh okay. tell them hey guys this is my thing and let them know. But yeah, I mean take advantage of it. It's a pretty big network. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome, hon. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller. Let's see if I can do this one without being dyslexic. Dun, 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 dun. My board is messing up. Do we have 571 on? 571, have you been on, hon? Five seven one, are you with me? I cannot hear five seven one at all. All right, let's go ahead. They dropped a bunch of them to come back on the board. Let's grab two seven six. Two seven six, you're on there. Hi there, how are you? Uh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm well. Uh I'm Dixie Williams. Uh my page on Facebook is uh the world, according to Dixie Malin, I'm a relatively new poet. Uh, I can't believe I bought the same show that Jimmy Ray Davis was on. And uh, Lola, oh, my God, I love both of them. Anyway, uh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. I've never read before on uh, – uh, <laughs> please help me. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, that's so, that's I, awesome. I just, love just, you. 
we're going over the rules, and I don't want to violate it because, you know, sometimes I use uh, the more colorful words of our vernacular, and I really don't want to, like, get kicked off my first time. (laughs) (laughs) You can read anything you want to with the exception of hardcore erotica. Um, But other than that, you're pretty good to go. You know, right. it's it's a typical. If you can say, if you see it on TV or something, you're fine. You know, we have okay. mature ratings, so you you can get away with a lot, but just not adult rating. No, no, you know what I'm. You know where the line is. You know what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Uh, I I I hope I don't cross it because I think in context you understand. Uh, but the piece I brought uh, is called Kings of Madness, and I wrote it uh, a few years. Uh, on the anniversary of September 11th, which, you know, was Monday of this week. And uh, I never published it on my page before because it's uh, <laughs> it's not typically what I write, but uh, I was feeling a bit impassioned. And uh, so uh, my roommate had logged into his Facebook account in 2014 on the anniversary of 9-11, and uh, I heard him say, oh, my God. And I said, what? And he said, uh, here we go with a star-spangled stupidity. And I thought, oh, my God, that's a great line. That's a great line for a poem, star-spangled stupidity. And so uh, I started creating this poem around it, and it was 9-11. And it finally took over and kind of wrote itself. But uh, it, it it's not what I typically read. And I'm going to shut this like up and just read the book. <laughs> uh, it's, called, uh, it's called Kings of Madness. We are minions to kings of madness in this land of free sadness. We do their bidding with such gladness while we carve our jigsaw souls, gleefully selling our pieces one by one. Political heat and humidity nurture mindless masses into star-spangled stupidity. We buy tickets applauding performances from D.C., believing we're free, 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 smiling while being sold to the highest bidder. We trust our safeguard is law, blue boys with guns, good guys, servers, protectors, as innocents leave before us, screaming outrage to the dismal death, knowing law is a mud mat for feet of those sworn to uphold it. And I abhor that we the people make friends with our chains. Freedom holds no slaves. Freedom needs no master. And the faster we run towards dependence upon the descendants of forefathers riling to rise from their graves so as to rebuke the mass clusterfucking, we scurry towards destruction in this nation of spit-shined, bastardized liberty. I do not consent to the will of the 1%. I sign no contract to green to feed their greed. Greed that greases ever so smoothly palms for the hand jobs our elected elite give and receive from the box seats with all access to the full buffet. While they giggle, watching us wiggle, struggle to pay light bills, phone bills, grocery bills, gas bills, lacking dollar bills as their sinful seed spills and trickles down. We bathe in it, so very grateful, yet lacking lube 
we require to survive this power orgy. Thomas Paine said, this is not the way. Thomas Jefferson said, this is not the way. Maya, Dr. King said, this is not the way. Yet every day, the teleplay tells us what to say, how to say, masterpiece theater of dumb fuckery, day after day after day, and we're rallied away from believing we, the motherfucking people, have a say. We must sacrifice season tickets to this farcical play and step away, marching in unison into our brighter day. There is no other way. Oh, say, can you see? What so proudly we hail, but torn, tattered cloth, waving on winded whispers of treason. We will be the reason in due season. We become perpetrators and victims of our own demise. If we refuse to rise, there is no hope if we refuse to rise. There is no hope if we refuse to rise. Wow. So no, nothing nothing on there would have gotten you beeped off the show. You were fine. That okay, was absolutely yeah. fine. <laughs> so you, you can breathe. Okay. You can come back. Right. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I have another one I'd like to read. Is is can we still mm-hmm. read you? Okay. Yes, this of is the uh, uh, this is the first poem I started my page about two months ago. And uh, I'm so very grateful. Uh, Jimmy Ray, uh, Lola, uh, so many people have just, like, welcomed me so warmly. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just, uh, for me, uh, it's the realization, really, of uh, just, I don't know, being square in the center of where I feel like I'm supposed to be in my life. And... uh, I'm so very grateful to uh, all the people who have been so kind and sweet to me, and I just wanted to say that. Uh, But the poem that started it all on my page is a piece called Autobiography Part One, and uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and start it. You ask me who I am. You say you'd really like to know. I'm maniacal, angelic, serene, and uncontrolled. I'm spontaneous combustion, planned with great detail. I'm Joan of Arc, strong and valiant. I'm Beth March, so weak and frail. I'm light stretched through pitch darkness. I'm darkness stretched through light. Wise enough to say I'm wrong, even though I'm always right. Sneaky and mischievous, I can, and I will be. But deep in my deepest core, I cling to truth integrity. I'm the queen who's crowned in diamonds, peasant in a cardboard box. I am ageless, timeless wonder. I'm enslaved by earthly clocks. I'm black and I'm white. I'm every single shade of gray. I'm obstinately stubborn, relaxing more each day. Merely, I'm a servant, mild-mannered, rather meek. I'm a fine textbook example of your classic fucking freak. I'm ambitious to the core. I'm lazy to the bone. I stand beside the equal, 
Jeanette, I stand alone. I'm the pot dealer you worship. I'm the has-been, all washed up. The baddest bitch here on this block, but on the porch, a pup. I'm average girl next door. I am criminally insane. I am tin man. I am lion. I am scarecrow with no brain. I'm sister. I'm brother. Perfect stranger, bound by blood. I'm wily. I'm roadrunner. And I'm Elmer fucking Fudd. I'm the housewife in your kitchen. I'm the slut of your wet dreams. I have lived a million lives. Still, I'm barely sweet 16. I'm the child you said you loved. I'm the child you loved to smack. I said no with Nancy Reagan while melting ice till I was twat. Christine, so prim and proper, starched in standard uniform. I keep rolling with the flow whilst refusing to conform. I'm Godiva in my flesh. I'm Jane Goodall in my soul. I'm as beautiful as Audrey. I'm ugly as a troll. I'm Sarah, Kate, and Jacqueline, Tanya, Cheryl, and Shelly Hack. I'm Dorothy, Rose, Sophia, and I'm Blanche while on my back. I dance in fields with fairies, crawl through hell to wrestle imps. Yahweh spat me to existence, then evolved me from the chips. I'm loveless. I'm fighting. I'm tortoise. I'm hare. I'm just so damn well-rounded for such a big old square. I am the wheezy clutch. I am the Caesar planet, and I cherish golden moments that I take for granted. I'm scared sometimes and lonely. I'm safe, strong, and secure. I'm washed in blood of Jesus, vile and wicked and impure. I'm heads and I'm tails of coins tossed in the air. I'm monotonous and anal. I'm filled with solace flare. I'm Fraser Fur in untamed forest cracks in asphalt city streets. I am lit. I am music. I am rhythm. I am beat. I am Dolly Parton hot songs. I am Georgia O'Keeffe art. I am Bloomingdale's Armani. I'm your neighborhood Walmart. My soul, I sold for pennies. Hocked my heart to buy it back. I'm delusional, misguided, and still I'm right on track. I am stone you left uncovered. I am mixing you see. Hide your eyes to blot me out. But I know that you can't. I lost my place. Uh, hold on. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm over tonight. I am over truth denied. I am joy that makes you joyous. I am salted tears you cry. I found home here in my skin, and my soul spills o'er with peace as I watch with heaven's angels, demons one by one deceased. I'm all things, I'm nothing, and I'm all rolled into one, yet I'm rather boring, but still I'm loads of fun. I'm green, red, golden, orange. I am purple, pink, and blue. Now that I've shared who I am, pray tell, who the hell are you? That's it. There are many of things in that piece that I am. I absolutely love to listen to that. There are so many references that were just totally, like I'm Blanche on my back. All right. I thought I was going to lose it. (laughs) I was like, she did not just say that. (laughs) She did. (laughs) That was, that was, that was. uh, (laughs) 
Well, thank you. For that me. was um, amazing. That was amazing. I absolutely loved it. I would love to read that. So if you get a chance, you want to pop that over to me in a message or send me the link or post it on sure. my page. One of, the, one, of the, uh, one of those things is I would love to sit down and read that again. Okay. This is uh, all very brand new to me. Uh, what is your email address? Are you on Facebook? You're not on Facebook, you said, right? I am on Facebook. It's uh, The World According to Dixie Molin, like uh, Sally Fields' character in Steel Magnolias. That's right. Okay. So, um, actually, you know, ask Jimmy for my link, the link to my page, and he'll okay. send you a link right. and you can send me a friend's request. And then you can uh, uh, just pop it over to me in a message or you can put it on my page, one or the other. Sure. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Nyla. Thank you so much. I was so nervous, and you made me feel really comfortable. I appreciate that. Oh, there's nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> we just have fun. I always say, you know, my I say this all the time that we don't always do it pretty, but we always do it, you know. And that's the point is to have fun with each other and support and and inspire and hang out. And you know, there's no pretentiousness here. There's no egos to you know, compete with. It's just not that kind of place. And I'm real proud. I mean, we've been there for 16 years, and what the poets have built is absolutely phenomenal. They have just built this incredible place, community, and I'm real proud to be a part of it with them. But So, and now I get to welcome you. So now you're part of it with us, your family now. I I appreciate that. You know, uh, I, I have been reading because uh, I feature a lot of other poets on my page. I am I'm the world's biggest poetry fangirl. And, uh, you know, I run these themes on my page where I feature, uh, like, uh, Monday is Monday's Man, where I feature all guys, and then two for Tuesday, a guy and a girl, and then uh, Wednesday for women, and that's my favorite day. Uh, but, you know... Uh, I have been, like, just immersed in this land of beautiful writing, and I, I had no idea this community existed. And uh, and so in, you know, reading the comments and whatever, I saw uh, your show referred to by a lot of people. I was like, you know, what is that? You know, and somebody sent me an invitation. I don't know who, but whoever sent me one, uh, thank you, uh, uh Thank you so much. I am glad you're here with us now. Absolutely beautiful reads. And tell everybody once again before you take off how they can find you, your Facebook page. I know you've said it Uh, three times, but, you know, you can never say it enough. uh, I just changed the name yesterday, and I want to thank Rich, uh, Dead Society Poet, because uh, I am so tech-challenged. And I was like... uh, Look, I tried, and I wouldn't change it to this. And he's like, oh, my God, that, I like that. And uh, I was like, can you do, like, little screenshots? And, <laughs> and he did. He he did. He, he's been a sweetheart from very early on. Uh, but anyway, it was Dixie W. Uh, poet, writer, uh, advocate, adventure, and I changed it yesterday to the world according to Dixie Malin because I kind of blog a little bit in the mornings too and it's just like some stream of consciousness stuff. I really don't sit down and plan. Uh, it just it just comes out and uh, you know I, 
<laughs> it probably reads like I'm smoking crack, and I promise I'm not. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. <laughs> but anyway, this has been, oh, my God. Uh, I Like, I'm so high right now. Not on crack. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You're safe. <laughs> no, thank you so much. You're so very welcome. I'm really glad that you came. We'll have to send Jimmy some cookies or something. Okay, that sounds good. I, I love to cook, so uh, you, you just tell me what he likes, and I'll make sure he gets some. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Okay, thank you. Right. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 614. 614, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi, can Hi. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I've been waiting two and a half hours. So good. <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I got here earlier, Jeff, but for some reason my number kept getting pushed further and further back. I'm like... Uh, I thought I pushed and I kept pushing one and then it took me out the queue and then I hung up and I almost gave up. And I was like, I didn't wait two and a half hours just for my voice not to be heard. <laughs> don't, if, once you press one, don't ever do it again. If you have a question on whether or not you're in queue, then message me. Because when you press know. one, it takes you out of the queue and then puts you back in. And when you press one again, so it will continually drop you to the bottom of the list every time you press one. Yeah, I don't know how to message anybody. I just got the number. Oh. I don't know. Well, I am glad you're here, sweetheart. I didn't have you written down on my list. If I had it, I would have. But I stopped halfway through writing numbers down. I should not have done that. I apologize. Mm -hmm. But I am glad you're here Mm -hmm. now, and I'm glad you stuck out and hung hung on and made it on the show. Yeah. I guess I don't want to do too much talking because I don't know who's behind me and I want to be courteous of them. So Nope. I'll, You're the last caller. You get the whole you get you can have eleven minutes if you want. <laughs> um, okay. My um, my board's messed up, so Okay. Uh well I'll, well by the way, my name is Martai. Sorry if mm-hmm. my voice sounds a little I was dozing off a bit, but I'm here. So. <laughs> my poor dear, my poor dear. <laughs> Um, I do have, sorry, this first piece I'm going to do, um, it's part of a three-part trilogy, but I'm not going to do the other parts because I think we're live on air and I can't do the other part on live. It's not appropriate. So, (laughs) um, here we go. Letting go of you. I can't say letting you go because you've already went. Taking with you the time we spent, leaving our feelings behind. The only thing is, you still stay on my mind. Thinking of you has me intertwined with the past because I really thought that we would last. Plus, I can't seem to forget the love we had, and I'm not going to lie, it makes me mad. Makes me mad when I can't call you to vent. 
It makes me mad when I wonder where your love went. Six months ago, I couldn't fathom you being gone. What makes me really mad is I miss you even though you did me wrong. Part of me wanted to stay thinking everything would be okay. I'm mad because I thought you would be faithful to me. Even as friends, I thought we were forever to be. So I tried to love you differently, but you weren't really into me. You left into me mentally, but eventually you'll be begging for my forgiveness, and I'll deny your bail because my heart was a victim to your crime, and your mind was the prime witness. All that you said was fictitious, borderline heinous, all the way vindictive. If I had a genie, all three wishes would have been, I wish you never did this, but that's not how God intended and I came to terms that it was meant for us to end this because if you wouldn't have put dents in my heart, I wouldn't have a story to tell my part. You downplayed your part telling only half the story to get false glory. But who knew your story had hidden chapters, some written in invisible ink, some written in black, excuse me, some written in invisible ink, some written in black ink covered in white out. I guess you can say your book was whitewashed. I was a slave to your love. You were the master of my body. I couldn't stand up because you were ripping my heart into a different shape. I though, I think it's, I think breaking my heart was necessary. It seemed to make it easier for you to let to let you go. Excuse me, God. It seemed to make it easier to let you go. But first, is something I want to let you know. I am thankful for you being untrue. Now I can finally see you for you. And now I have something to write to, and it helps me get through. So this is the end of the process of loving you, knowing you, needing you, seeing you. This continues the progress in loving me, finding me, being me, knowing me. And, hey, you didn't ruin me. You taught me. Process over. Peace. Wow. That was intense. That was that was incredible. Thank you. That was absolutely well, incredible. I was just up I mean, congested all of a sudden. Been sit wait for two hours, have not been congested. Not with <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You read that phenomenally. You know. Thank you. You're very welcome. Are you gonna do? You're gonna do two, right? Um, I can. Um, I don't know. I um, um, you said eleven minutes. I was like, that's like four. <laughs> I don't know what. To, For your, uh, yeah, they are uh, real long. <laughs> okay, I would say yeah. I um, yeah, I can do one more. I'll uh, do this one. Um, this one is titled Cherry Tree. Um, I hope I did it. Um. Okay. I let a man pick for my cherry tree. My cherries weren't quite ripe and they were barely sweet, but I still let him pick them. I still let him eat. He didn't own my cherry tree. He also didn't water my tree. He didn't provide nutrients or love. He just picked the reddish cherries he could find and stored them in his basket. It got to a point where he would pick without asking, and I would bask in it because I loved what was happening, even though I didn't realize what was happening until I noticed my cherry tree was very naked. There were no more cherries in sight, 
You know this man took my cherries home and baked a cherry pie for his wife. I let a man pick for my cherry tree. And he didn't plant any cherry seeds. He would just stop, pick, and eat. Stop, pick, and eat. Stop, pick, and eat. Stop picking. Stop eating. Just let my cherry tree grow. Let my cherry stem go. Go pick from your apple tree. My cherries are tart. No longer can they be sweet. Stop picking from me. Don't fondle my cherry leaf. Just leave. Let my cherries be. Let them get sweet. Stop stealing from me. I need water. I need love. Why are you moving me to the shade? I need sun. Your picking is no longer fun. I'm empty. There are no more cherries left. You spit the last pitch. You took my last breath. I mean, I let a man pick from my cherry tree. He was taking everything from me and poured nothing into me. Now this once sweet cherry tree is now prickly guard cactus tree. Peace. That was awesome. You know, and it, and it's it's so it's profound in that you know when you're young, it's amazing that and, and you want to be all grown up. It's amazing the things you will allow to happen because you want that so badly, you know. And what's mm-hmm. worse is the people that take advantage of that, and you know that people get away with. You know, especially, you know, you're reading the poem about, you know, the man with the woman, but the stuff that they get away with because we let them, because we mm-hmm. think we're being grown up. We think we're being mature. You know, when yeah. in all reality, it's it's abuse, 100% abuse. Yeah, for sure. You know, take, taking advantage of someone's, uh, you know, being naive and they know what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Fantastic piece, hon. Thank you. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. And was that three? That was only two. Two, yeah. You can. Do you have a third one? You can close out the show for me? I can. I can show them. Since, okay. since you were on hold for so long... <laughs> it's all good. I'm here now. I, I got a reward just somehow, right? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Okay, so this piece that I'm gonna do, um, I like to. I don't normally give disclaimers, but because we're on the air, I'm gonna just give a disclaimer. It's a bit controversial, but I didn't write it for no reason. So here it is. Um, this one is titled. Kings or queens? Haiku. Men literally said, if you can't beat them, join them. I'm too aggressive for the king that ain't king no more. Seeing that the crown got too heavy, so I offer to help pick it up. But you deem me too strong or masculine, so you 
dropped your side, leaving me to dragging it. Then you threw on a wig and started dragging it. That's tragic, sis. You tucked your Glock and your heels start click clacking, mister. You are a brother, now you my sister? I'm embarrassed. All my black kings now screaming, yes, queen. Now there's no one left to protect me or the babies. And your sons are looking at you like you're crazy. Like, did two bitches raise me? Where my father at? Shame knowing he might be somewhere arching his back. As a woman, I feel attacked. I'm told, be a lady, be feminine, know your place. Well, my place is being held by the misgendered. Now I'm looking misplaced. And then I see an empty space. I see it's fit for a king. And frankly, I don't see any real mans in these stands. So I take my new place. And people so-called bow and kneel. But fuck story time. It's time to keep it real. We got men wearing heels and women sagging their pants. This era men don't want to be men, yet they tell us we can't either. Man's world. But if y'all keep this up, it's going to be a trans world without a woman or a girl. Then they'll disintegrate. Because without a woman, you cannot procreate. I'm just trying to save my endangered species. Doesn't mean I'm spreading hate. I'm just trying to save us all before it's too late. Peace. You know, it's uh, so much changing so fast in the world right now and things that are having to be relearned and rethought and retaught and all of this stuff. And it's hard, you know, um, it's hard. Yeah, definitely. I uh, wrote that piece. Um, I wrote it a few months ago, and I wrote it because I was seeing things that I that made me uncomfortable. And unfortunately, in this day and age, you're not allowed to speak on things because if you consider it hate. And I just mm-hmm. don't understand if I, how is it hate if it's the truth. It's only hateful because it goes against what you believed the world is supposed to be. For me, for me, I just feel like if everybody is allowed to express themselves, literally, physically, why can't I express myself through a poem or express how I feel as a black woman in America, biologically straight, who looks up to kings, like I look up to men second to God. Why am I not allowed to feel a certain way and express it, but people can feel a certain way and express how they feel? But when I do it, it's hate. If I'm not, if I'm not, I'm not wishing death or harm on anybody. I love everybody and I want everybody to live their life. But when it comes down to people forcing other people to live their life, forcing other people to, to live their out their choices, that's not fair. So I feel like everybody should be able to express how they feel. If we if we all expressing how we feel. I feel like we should be able to do that freely without being judged or banished or blocked or bullied because I feel a certain way. And that has happened. I've been bullied. I've been blocked. I've been banned because of this poem. And I just don't think that's right. So, yeah. That's all I got to say. You know, if, how can I say this and be politically correct? What I don't understand nowadays is people, anyone, and not just any cause or anything like that, but anyone that's trying to change something, you know, they Mm -hmm. expect understanding and they expect to be, you know, 
you need to change, you need to do this, you need to do that. You know, and it's been that way throughout the century. But the problem that I have is the people that demand tolerance offer none in return. Mm-hmm. So, you know, changes can happen, but it may take someone a while to change habits or to change a way of thinking or understand or come to grips or educate themselves. But if each, each side of something allows each other their humanity and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I don't get you and you don't get me, but let's meet somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can, you know, I don't care what you do in your backyard. I'll come over right. and whatever you do in your backyard, we'll celebrate and I'll have a good time in your backyard. But don't come over in mm-hmm. my backyard and make demands on me. You know, right. talk to me over the fence. Let's have a discussion. Let's learn together. Mm-hmm. Let's grow together. Let's be better together, mm-hmm. if that yep. makes sense. Yep, understood. I definitely understand. Yeah. All right, sure. my darling, my sweet little Mai Tai. Tell everyone how to come find you and your incredibly patient self. <laughs> this actually washed day because that's what God has been teaching me lately, patience. So that was that was a lesson one on one right there. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at mypoets ninety six. Um, I'm actually reading my my name handles as I go through each because I don't know them by heart. They're all different. You can also find me at My Poets on TikTok. Um, and then I am also on Clubhouse. Oh, God. And I, don't, I think I, uh, my name on Clubhouse is My Poets as well or uh, My Thai. Um, I have a weekly show. Um, it's called Praise the Poet. It's every Wednesday, 6 p.m., where we, uh, we bring a bunch of poets together. We have one specific guest on the show. And we interview them. We do some poetry. We have fun. We praise God first and foremost. Um, and yeah, we just we just celebrate the poet and give them their flowers. Um, yeah, and I do. I have a Facebook. Um, it's under Maya Colvin. M a i a c o l v i n. Um, I post my videos on there as well as my Instagram as well too. So yeah. I hope that everybody caught that. I do talk kind of fast. So. No, you did awesome. All right, sweetheart, appreciate you. Thank you so much, and I Thank hope that you come back next week. I love hearing your work. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You guys have a blessed night. Too as well. Thanks, hon. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Thank you for tolerating my weirdness tonight. You ever feel like you're kind of half a bubble off? I've been having a half a bubble off day. So appreciate you guys being here. You did a fantastic job, readers, listeners. I, we're thankful for you because, you know, otherwise we'd be talking to ourselves and we'd know what that leads to. Actually, we don't. I haven't made it that far yet. Even though I talk, I'm talking to myself right now. No, but you guys are still there, right? Okay, cool. Whew. Missed it. All right. So anyway, I'm going to close the show with a piece. Let's get mama. I'm going to suck up to mama some more. I keep my mommy happy. So I'm going to close this show with a piece by Vicki Aqua called Ode to Nina Simone. 
Mama Oladeji, and I absolutely love, love, love this piece. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, get over there on my page, and uh, I'll have that post up by tomorrow so you can start adding your haikus of we folks. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. Ode to Nina Simone. Nina! Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. They loved you in France with a love like mine. African queen, far from home, you're our own. When you sang for women and such, you're more than too much. And when you sang, my skin is black, I was taken aback. When you say you ain't got no, I knew what you meant. Mr. Moan, my life, my life was touched. When you bellowed out, my name is Pete, my name is Pete, when you were so far ahead of your time that even when you died, died the rest, the rest were still behind. Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, you're our own. You touched my soul. Your music never old. When you tickle those keys, you touched something in me. With a bubble so bold, I just had to ask, why, how did the world miss you? But oh, no, not I. I hung on to your every word, to every word you sung. Even to this day, you can make me cry. But not for you, but not for you, but everyone, but everyone that missed you. Oh, Miss Simone, you were a delicious treat. Oh, how I still love you. Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. I felt your pain from the depths of Georgia to New York City. Oh, what a pity that they missed you. How you were treated was sickening. America's loss was Europe's gain. Being more open-minded, as your songs reminded, they caused you to drift away from home, the home of the slaves. How you were treated was a pity from Georgia to New York City. Since you've been gone, things have not been the same. Now they remember your name. And now they remember your name. Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.